Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. It is the riot. Good day. Welcome to the Friday podcast. See, it sounds happier, doesn't it? It does. We made it through the week. <laughs> and I think we're going to cap off tonight after the 5K mm-hmm. with some Taco Bell. Whoa, is that <laughs> yeah. what you're going to celebrate with? That's gonna, how I'm going to celebrate. So we have our Radio U 5K. We've got an in-person and we've been promoting our virtual one. But I don't want you to think where we are, like Hudson and I, we did our virtual version. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're running uh-huh. in the event tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, because it seems like that'd be the only reason why you would celebrate when it's done. <laughs> so it seems like, are you running it again and then you're getting Taco Bell? <laughs> or we're just running the event, meaning we're putting it on. Yeah, and so that's why we're celebrating because it's uh, the work is finally done. It's almost there. And then <laughs> the race, the figurative race <laughs> of finished. running a race yeah. that you don't run in has been, has been done. Yeah. Well, Isaiah is running tonight. So are you going to celebrate after with Oh, anything? I'm big time celebrating. Without a bunch of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) We're food focused here on the show. So if there's anything else you celebrate with, you just let us know. Of course, of course. (laughs) So what's in the podcast today? So today we learned that the people of America are very, very confident in their athletic ability (laughs) because they think that they could compete in the Olympics. Yeah. I think that's that really gets down to the heart of some of the mean comments people leave for the Olympic stuff and how... Do you actually think you could do any better? Yeah. But a lot of people feel like they could just get right on in on the Olympics and participate and be just as good as the athletes. Yeah. Well, I could get out there on the figure skating and do a triple Lutz or yeah, with I could, no practice. I could absolutely do the Vulcan <laughs> twist like Simone Biles. Is yeah. that a gymnast move? I don't think the Vulcan that is. Twist? I don't think that is. Isn't that a Star Trek thing? <laughs> I think it is. So, it, is. <laughs> it should be a gym move also. Maybe I'd be more likely to watch <laughs> if that was part of it. We also talk about Jeopardy and how we are very questioning of their host poll yeah. that may or may not have been made by themselves. Yeah, right. I, that one... A lot of that poll doesn't make sense because we covered some of the the bigger numbers at the top of who they say want we want to be hosting. Yeah. But they also said, I think something like 32% of men or 32% of all people say they watch every episode as it airs. No way. <laughs> no no like, way. This can't be real. No. I guess there has to, like they had to have excluded from all of these numbers a certain amount of people that just said they don't know anything about Jeopardy or something. Yeah. They had to have, because there's no so way there's, 32% <laughs> of the country is watching Jeopardy when it airs. Maybe it's 30, 32% of people who say they watch Jeopardy. Yeah, just watch it every day. Not every day. Or 32%. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's even more specific. Maybe it was 32% of men over 70 <laughs> that That's are divorced. or so, You know, like a really specific number. Oh divorce? I don't know. I was just trying to make it more specific. 30% of men, fine, that that are single for whatever reason. Yeah. (laughs) 
We also talk about how Hudson may be the most hated person in his neighborhood because he's throwing his dog's poop away in other people's trash cans. Hey, mm-hmm. I think I got a lot of support for that. <laughs> I think people are just supportive. Don't well, you. Either way. <laughs> not what you're doing. I didn't get a lot of pushback except for from you guys. So. <laughs> well, remember, 32% of the riot <laughs> says that you need some pushback. That would be 66%. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe. Actually, well, thanks, little Hudson. lady. <laughs> No, oh my gosh. No. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. There's lots of other goodies in the podcast today for you to enjoy. Yep. So, uh, hey, oh, I almost forgot. We have a review. Oh, yeah. A new review to read. It comes from Alex Lynn 12. And she says, I love the riot. Been listening for almost half my life and have always looked forward to the podcast. Aww. You guys help me through the day. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank Five you for stars. Leaving the review. Thank yeah, you. They keep, they keep uh, our rating keeps going up. We're at four point nine. Nice. Keep yeah, moving. So well, keep the more it going. you guys rate, and the more if you subscribe, unsubscribe, sub- subscribe back again. Uh-huh. That helps push us uh, to more people, so yep. they'll get to find the Riot Podcast. So take some time to do that and leave a review if you've never done it before. Yeah, and all those uh, nice reviews, they all mm. add up, and they make us feel good. They're and very, very nice to That's read. the most important thing of all. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Think of it as athleisure for your ears. Radio U's Worst of the Riot Podcast. We also can take a look at another competition that just recently wrapped up. Oh, what do we got? We've got the Florida Python Challenge. Do you remember that? Oh, does that start? Oh, it just, it finished recently. Oh, it did? And the uh, results seem to now have been certified. Oh, gosh. That's why last night I saw a video of a guy who... Uh, found a Burmese python, uh-huh. and he it was a mommy one. Okay, and they're like, oh, there's all these Burmese little baby pythons following the mommy, Aww. and they put them all in like these tubs. And I, it was a really sweet one because he's like, oh, he's like uh, booping its nose, <laughs> just kind of petting the mommy yeah. one. And then he goes, and now we're going to have to humanely euthanize them. <laughs> And suddenly it wasn't so nice that anymore. That was probably from this very competition. I think it's competition. This competition. Yep. I thought, oh, oh, that's going on. <laughs> Come on. Thought, he goes, boop. <laughs> and now they're dead. And that's how they kill them. They boop that's them. It. They, they boop humanely them to death. boop them. <laughs> so the yeah. competition in Florida for the finding the pythons is is basically uh, it goes until the 18th. So it's yeah. it's oh no it was it in July. Was July. Yeah, ah, so that's so it's done. They just they wrapped it up a couple of weeks ago, but now they've kind of uh, officiated the results. Yeah, and so now we know how many pythons have been found and who the winner was. In total, they had about 600 people participate. Wow. And they removed 223 snakes. So That feels lower than I thought. And a lot of the snakes were caught by just a few people. So this it sounds like there's like a lot 20. of failures out there. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people who didn't get them. Yeah. This guy had tubs full. So, yeah. I mean, how many people are getting them? You might have you might have been watching a video of Charlie Dacton because he's the winner. Oh, he won? He won. Why am I saying that with a cheerful voice? Uh, I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> I know. He's uh, protecting Florida's environment. It is true. I read right? in the comment section of that video was like, listen, they really are an invasive species. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not supposed to be there. And unless someone wants to fly them, 
back to where they're supposed to uh, have their natural environment. Yeah. Otherwise, they really do damage there. But he got the $10,000 ultimate grand prize. Of yeah. course, it's the ultimate he one. Got, uh, he got 41 pythons. So wow. right there, that means the other 599 people only got 180 yeah. snakes. You got a good amount of them. Which makes it feel even worse that there's just so many people out there that had no luck whatsoever. And then Charlie <laughs> was doing 41. And apparently he not only found 41 pythons, but he found a lot of eggs as well. Oh, so, man, what about the longest one? The longest, <laughs> the longest was found by a guy named Dusty the Wild Man Crumb. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> He's got a nickname? Yeah. He's, no. See, now Charlie Dacton, the winner with the most snakes, he was a novice. Like, he's oh. not a professional, but Dusty the Wild Man Crumb he's is professional. a professional. And you can tell by the name. Oh, my gosh. You don't get that name by being a novice. Hudson, he was the one-time Guardians of the Glade star. <laughs> That's is that a show? No, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of. Yeah, I guess well, I th- it. Maybe it, it is a show. Yeah, or it, it seems, was a professional event. That has to be a. If it's if it's not, if that's mm. just a title, it should be a show on uh, A and E. Yeah, A and E Discovery. Discovery. Plus. Uh, <laughs> what's the other one? I mean, Animal Planet. Hopefully, wouldn't do that. A YouTube original, like yeah. it feels like that. Yep. <laughs> or uh, History Channel. Yes. Something so like that. He got a python that was 15 feet five inches. This is the worst of the riot podcast. You could also watch the closing of the Olympics because uh, we're on the last days here. Believe it wraps up tonight. Yeah. So is and that wrapping up now because it's ahead? I, I there's definitely stuff still going on. Mm. I actually think because the USA still has to play for the gold medal of basketball, so I think that might be like actually tonight overnight sometime, and then the ceremonies are right after that. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but either way, it's they're about to wrap up, and we have a new survey out that says that basically a lot of people think that they could just jump into the Olympics, no problem. Uh, like just normal people. And medal or just go to the Olympics? Uh, just compete. Just compete in Yeah, it? which is probably true if you went to the right country and they're like, well, we need to have somebody from, I don't want to make one country feel bad, <laughs> know, so I'm not don't, going don't to. Don't pick one. But some country that where they don't have a lot of people. And they've been and, eyeing Hudson. Right. <laughs> and they want to know if he wants to represent. They'll take you and they'll put you into <laughs> uh, ski jumping or something. Oh my gosh. People say that um, they feel like they're fit enough. So 40% feel they're fit enough to compete uh-huh. in at least one summer or winter sport at the Olympics. Yeah, I I want to know if you if you had to make the Olympics in one sport. Uh-huh. You could even train to lead up to it if you wanted. Yeah. Like you could practice. Which sport are you going to take? I don't want something too aggressive. Yeah. Um, so the power walking, did you see all the videos I of the did. power walking yesterday? The guys, yeah. Why was the guy holding the paddle up to the guy? I was don't he walking know. too fast? I don't know. Do you know that could did you be see it. it though? Yeah. The guy with the yellow paddle, he's like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, why is he? What's going on there? But yeah, I, I laughed at that Every totally. Time, I hate to, I, like, they're, I'm sure they're athletes, but to me, it looks like they really have to go to the bathroom and they're just trying to, you know, Hold it they together. don't want to full on run because that would cause a stir at the party, but they really need to go. But you know, they're way fitter than all of us. Yeah, they have to be. Just, I mean, they're walk, they're power walking a long distance. I think I would pick maybe archery or something. Where yeah, you think you could do that? You could really, you know, be your own person. Yeah. <laughs> go on in and not have to be, um, I feel like that might be less stress. Yeah, I think uh, for me... 
I wouldn't want to pick up and do it like just from never having done it. But I think if I could train to get ready, I think I could do curling. You think so? That's oh, my yeah, that's my of winter, winter Olympics. And it's I, it's Canadian, so it's probably in my blood. I'm sure it is. I could just jump in and do curling. I mean, again, you'd have to train me a little bit, but uh, maybe that's just because I really want to try curling. But I feel <laughs> so I'm trying like to talk myself into it. You can do a curling. There's a curling league here. I know. I've always wanted to, and a I lot- can't <laughs> talk my wife into it. A lot of people say that basketball, soccer, and swimming are popular choices that people think that they could yeah. be oh, there's making no chance. the cut in it. There's no chance. That's the ones that are too, like, you have to be really, really fit. Yeah. Especially what? swimming. Uh yeah, I don't know how you would. Uh, I mean, you could just swim in the Olympics, and at least you you would finish last. But at least you wouldn't be so out of place. Where if you were basketball, you'd actually be you're, aggr- hurt you're hurting the team yeah, if you exactly. tried to play basketball or soccer. Well, if you think that you could make it in the Olympics when you're watching, and you think you could do better than someone, yeah. you're not the only person thinking that. Yeah, apparently a lot of us are just like, look at those, <laughs> look at that equestrian. <laughs> Can do better. Yeah, I could ride that horse and make him do the little things. <laughs> when really we can't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Don't say we didn't warn you. This is the worst of the riot. Jeopardy, their search for a new host, which seems to be concluding, although they do still have a few more guest hosts uh, scheduled. Oh, they do? Uh, yeah, I saw that uh, guy from CNBC. I don't know who he is, but his name is David Ferber. Uh, he's supposed to be hosting soon. But what a time to come in when you already basically they've kind of revealed that it's going to be Mike Richards is going to be the new host of Jeopardy. And everybody's and, like, who? Yeah. <laughs> Not Kramer from Seinfeld. No, this, this that's is the, Michael Richards. That's right, that is him. Uh, this is the guy who's the executive producer of the show. Yep, and he filled in because um, we people are not happy. Yeah, by the way, they really wanted the one guy, Levar, Levar Burton. Burton. But it's not like any of the people that are so vocal about their displeasure at the choice of host. Uh huh. None of them are. Yeah, you can't imagine. But, it's uh, a, it's it's you look at the reaction to it and it's like what are we all gonna do continue mm-hmm. to not watch jeopardy you know, know. Like, like there we go we're really teaching them yeah that'll <laughs> show them but uh there was actually a poll that just came out that breaks down who people do want to be the new host of jeopardy mm-hmm. and coming in in first place is Da-na-na-na-na. ken jennings hey yeah the long time uh he set the record for most jeopardy wins in a row yeah. and he won like the contest of champions against that james guy and somebody else and 23 percent of respondents to this poll said ken jennings should be the new host so i think they passed on him though because of the problematic past tweets and stuff he has problematic past tweets? Oh, yes. He has some problematic really? things that kind of flared up around the time he started hosting. Huh. So there was a lot of drama concerning him mm-hmm. on if he would actually be given the show, um, if people were okay with him or not okay with him. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't. But then they also say Mike Richards has just some problematic, everybody has problems. Yeah. So this guy came uh, well, yeah, apparently Mike, in Mike second. Richards went on a rant on stage using the... No, that was Michael Richards. <laughs> that was the other guy. That was the other Richards. Uh, but, okay, wait a minute. Mike Richards came in second place in this poll. And you don't believe it. No. Four, 14% of people think Mike Richards should be the next host of Jeopardy. 
14% of people don't have never heard of Mike Richards. Maybe they were coming out with this. Maybe Jeopardy put this out so that uh-huh. people would think, oh, no, someone else must this have liked is, him. And maybe that's why they gave him the show. This is an internal poll of Jeopardy. <laughs> and the 14% is one person. It's Mike Richards himself. Listen, Hudson's very passionate about this and he I doesn't just, watch. <laughs> I don't. I just, I no, I'm not passionate. I don't really care who hosts Jeopardy. And again, I don't. Mike Richards might be the, a great host. I don't know because I haven't watched. But what I do know is that there's no way 14% of people think Mike Richards is the next, should be the next host but you of the general it public. But you weren't watching even know. But no, neither was nobody else. So how would they know who he is? So they say three was LeVar Burton at 10%. Mm-hmm. Maya Bialik at 8%. Aaron Rodgers, Katie Couric, Anderson Cooper, Dr. Oz, Robin Roberts, and then George Stephanopoulos. Yeah, that's your top 10. That was the top 10 I just list don't believe of it. people that, uh, who they wanted voted by yeah. Jeopardy fans. So Ken Jennings was still number one. And those 10% of people that are LeVar, LeVar Burton supporters, they're the they're the entirety of Twitter. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's all you'll see is uh, how he's been slighted. <laughs> I can't repeat the things that I saw on Twitter yeah. yesterday about Mike Richards and the LeVar Burton thing. Well, Mike Richards, it's just like Jeopardy hosted like a big, elaborate public interview process and then they're like, oh, we're hiring ourselves." <laughs> the guy who hosted the interview yeah, was right. the one who ended up getting it. I'm just going to hire myself instead. <laughs> so- the definition of insanity is putting the riot on again and again and expecting a better result. It's the worst of the riot on Radio U. Uh, well, we've, we've talked about this before, and it just doesn't seem to get any better. The Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, once again, urging airports and airlines to try to curb the amount of alcohol people are drinking and more importantly, bringing on to planes. Oh, so it's if you buy it in the airport or if you're uh, drinking it at an airport bar and then you bring it on the plane with yes, you? Yes, they are. Uh, that's what they're really hitting on right now. The FAA has advised airport police mm-hmm. to make more arrests of disruptive passengers and They're asking bars and restaurants not to let patrons leave with alcoholic beverages, which many bring through onto boarding, which you're not actually allowed to do. Yeah, because and then they, you know, stopped selling a lot of alcohol on planes. Yeah, that was the first thing they did. Because people were not being nice Uh (laughs) and it was adding fuel to the fire. And And so they don't want, um, you know, others to just take more onto the planes. Yeah. And uh, and. Like, I guess the idea is it's a lot easier to stop somebody who's being belligerent and drunk. Uh, it's a lot easier to deal with them on the ground before sure. they even get on the flight That's than letting them get on the flight. And even though alcohol isn't served on there, they've had a few beforehand and they wind up like that guy groping people and yelling that his parents are worth $2 million from earlier this they week. They don't know what to do. The, this was before uh, COVID and stuff, but the one of the last flights I took, a, someone had made a duty-free order. Uh-huh. And so they had ordered a ton of like bottles of whiskey or something. Oh, yeah. And the they had closed the airport, like the plane door. Okay. And they weren't going to open it up. So the person was getting mad that they weren't going to get their delivery. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the in the um, pilot area, 
area. They cracked one of the front windows. Oh, my gosh. And they put the bags of alcohol through the window so the person could get it. Oh, no. And I'm just like, are we waiting on this? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? And the person got their delivery. Jeez. They got all of it. Wow. What and a... I'm, <laughs> please don't open this up. It's, it's important. It's yeah. Important. You know... It's important for that, yeah. but I have been on other flights where maybe you need a blanket or something else. <laughs> An and actual it's not seat, yeah. you know, things like that. <laughs> and suddenly your important item is not important anymore. Well, on that note, it seems that uh, many airlines are just nipping the problem in the bud altogether by just not even offering flights. Yeah. So you can't have drunk passengers <laughs> yes! on a plane That's if you're not flying it. anywhere. Spirit Airlines yeah. is really the front runner in this. They, they, they've <laughs> taken a whole new approach to the problem. Problem solved. Yeah, you can't have issues like that. Oh, I love this. I, it's sad. I don't like that because yeah. so many people have been stuck traveling, but oh, yeah. what a way to fix the problem. Yeah, but I, it's just... <sighs> I hear you. Yeah. That's I all do, you need I don't to know. say. <laughs> I, the other thing is, I just don't understand how the restaurants and bars, if you've been to one at a at an airport, like it's not exactly like... Well, they're mostly just restaurants. Yeah. But they say that airports can help bring awareness to this prohibition on passengers carrying open alcohol on board their flights through signage, because that'll work. Yeah, right. Uh, public service announcements, because everybody's <laughs> listening to those. Uh-huh. And concessionaire education. You might be thinking that this won't be quite as bad the second time around. Well, you'd be greatly mistaken. We're listening to the worst of the Riot podcast. I brought Isaiah uh, on for this one as well, Mr. News and Traffic, because... Nikki, I know you're a dog owner. I am. But uh, I know you don't like to walk your dogs. Well, I have a fence, so yeah. they like to <laughs> free themselves out there. And I, fi- <laughs> I find it hard to believe that even if you did walk your dogs, you wouldn't be really interested in picking up their poop. <laughs> Probably not. But you should as a responsible dog owner. Yeah, you should. I just can't imagine you personally no, picking it up. No, that's an Eric thing. Yeah, right. But Isaiah, <laughs> You're you right have to a check dog. with Isaiah. <laughs> so I want to get your opinion on this because I was out, and this happens to me all the time, walking my dog yesterday and of course she goes to the bathroom and it's always like right near the beginning of the the walk and <laughs> so then it's like do you walk around with the dog poop in your bag just carrying it and let it swing around the whole time <laughs> or is it okay when somebody's got their trash can left out at the side of the road can you just drop it in a stranger's trash can their their dumpster. So you're wondering about the etiquette oh, of that. Man. Yeah, is that bad? I'll lean towards Isaiah on what he thinks first. First of all, with his little dog Jim. Yeah, <laughs> very little poops. Very little poops from Jim. <laughs> so I don't feel as bad if I do that, but I think that is definitely wrong. You think it's wrong? Yes. Why? Someone else's trash can. It's because garbage. It's it, what's the garbage can? But is it's going to smell up the whole thing. The next time someone opens that oh. thing up to throw something in there, they're going to be like, "What is in there?" What are they? Expecting their trash can to smell good? Now, do you want it to be before trash pickup or... Uh, If it is trash night, which was two nights ago, everything is fair game. I think that's true. Yeah, but if they leave their trash can out and it's like last night, 24 hours later... But then you're putting it in their empty trash can. It's a fresh trash can. Yeah, but... (laughs) Obviously, they don't care that much because they've let their trash can sit out for at least 24 hours. They could be busy. Then they're too busy to smell the dog food. Oh, man. (laughs) Did you want to ask them? Should I? Would it be better if I 
also brought their trash can to the back, back to, to the, the side of the house. That might them. just be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be weird because they're like, is he taking our trash can? What's he doing? <laughs> I don't, you know, I bring this up to you because I think this is safe because if I posted this on like next door or mm-hmm. the Facebook community forum or something, which uh, the, you know that everybody, that would be a huge argument. Oh, yeah. There would be a big divide. And I think my feeling is that dog, other dog owners would understand so sometimes I'm walking by houses and I see they have a dog and I'm like, I, I, and they're like, the people are outside and I'm like, I almost think they might just call me over and say, Hey, is that dog poop? Just <laughs> drop it right there. in. Or if not, are you thinking they'll just have you leave it in the yard? <laughs> like, is that yeah, your dog right. or my dog? Yeah. You could just slip it in there. They won't even know. I don't know. So the, you don't do that then. The trash can is a, it's a personal property thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it would be acceptable if you felt comfortable doing it, if you can see them. Like if they're looking oh, sure. through their window <laughs> and you feel comfortable to open it up and be like, like drop it in there it. and know that they saw you do it, then that you is, can do it. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you shouldn't do that it. That is a great point. Outside of the eye contact of putting, <laughs> of doing that without knowing the person and you're just staring at them while you do it, that almost feels aggressive. But that's true. I've had people where I could see that they were looking out the window and their trash can was at the curb. And I specifically avoided those ones because I was like, <laughs> what if it caused an argument? So I guess I don't so firmly believe that you should be able to do it. So did you put it in someone's trash can? Yeah, of course. Oh, I do it. I just don't know if I should feel bad about it. Oh, you just want to know? <laughs> yeah. Well, feel free to text and let Hudson know. Is he uh, a monster? <laughs> Does he need shamed or is he just fine? <laughs> I also, I do think, though, that the majority of the time when the trash can is out at the curb and it's not actually trash day, I just assume that's people that aren't actually there. They're on vacation. Oh, or, so they won't even see Yeah, you. they won't even notice. And what are the odds that they have a ring doorbell and they're going to recognize me and chase me down? <laughs> They'll come back yeah. after vacation and find you. <laughs> Text in with your with your opinion, 8772-RADIO-U. I really want to know. The riot isn't all bad, but this is the worst of the riot. Radio-U. Uh, this sounds this sounds kind of wonderful, actually. I'm not even gonna gonna beat around the bush. The KFC Chicken Hotel. Oh, it does sound good. It's a pop up though. Yeah. So it's and it also it's London. It's London, so <laughs> we're not even. I don't think allowed to to well, go. Well, you could go ahead and you could recreate. Yeah. I feel like if you find a sort of um yeah here you like a boutique hotel. Yeah. So if you find yourself a boutique hotel and get yourself a lot of KFC delivered, mm-hmm. it'd be the same thing. I kind of think. <laughs> I kind of think if you just. Uh, stayed in like Donald Trump's presidential suite. Something like this that. This would be very similar <laughs> because KFC is, uh, they've got a pop-up hotel in London. It's called the House of Harland. It costs $154 a night, mm-hmm. but... It'll be open for 11 nights this month. Yep, but each room has a free room service press for chicken button mm-hmm. where you can get up to $139 worth of fried chicken Man, brought I, to your room. Listen, you stop eating a few days before. Yeah. You're going to have to oh, prepare yeah. or that, maybe you got to stretch your stomach a little bit and then yeah. and make sure you have just liquids or something because uh-huh. <laughs> you that, got room for all that. You got to dip the chicken in the water to get it to, uh, to eat it? Sl- slide down. Yeah, yep. that $139 <laughs> worth of free chicken is a challenge right so there. It's August 18th through the 29th 
in London, and that's a reference for the 11 nights to the 11 herbs and spices. Oh, I didn't even Everything that has one. a reason for it. Harlan for the name yep, is Harlan Colonel Sanders. Harlan, David Sanders. Yep. Uh, K, uh, FC's founder. And I also like this. They have a black Cadillac that they call the Colonel Mobile. Oh, do they? <laughs> To pick up guests. I want to take them there? Yeah. To chick in. Oh. Uh, what? We don't even need to come up with jokes. They've got them all. There's a hot wing arcade machine, chicken concierge Whoa. service. Um, all you do is you press your button in your room. You get free chicken, KFC chicken. You get $139 allowance for your stay um, so that you can order up to that. Man, it actually uh, it looks really cool. And... I think other hotels need to catch on with this. On the chicken button? <laughs> yeah. we should. Every hotel should have a chicken button. Well, for this, you can book only one night stay, and uh-huh. it's a maximum of two people in the room, and that's it. And they'll take hotel booking starting on the 11th. So you got a few days to prepare your mm-hmm. trip to London. If you had some vacation time left over for the summer and you want to make the most of it, just, uh, I mean, I don't know how you're going to be able to fly to London. There's not going to be any planes for you, but... Well, you can. You can find it. It just seems like that would be a, a lot to set up just for this. Yeah. Well, there, I but mean, if you want to, There must be can. other things to do in London, surely. Oh, I don't know, Hudson. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, <laughs> you Big Ben and the chicken restaurant, the <laughs> chicken right. hotel, and that's your vacation. This feels a lot like, uh, what was the last one? The Taco Bell Hotel. Uh-huh. That was available for a while. So it's more popular for fast food restaurants to start doing this. I'll let you know that uh, for my vacation, I didn't plan it around the chicken, mm-hmm. but I was very excited to realize yesterday that Bojangles, which I've never gotten to go to, I've never been to either, is where I am going. And Cookout is on the way as well. So it's going to be a whole fast food extravaganza. Now, at Cookout, um, you're just going to want to be aware. Uh-huh. That I don't know if you want to start like pre lining your stomach uh-huh. with like <laughs> some sort of antacid yeah. or, you know, just something if you want to make sure that you're not sick for the rest of your trip. Yeah, well, Cookout isn't in. I'm going to, to Dollywood. I'm yeah. going to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Cookout isn't in that area, but it's along the way on my uh-huh. drive. So I don't know if I should do it on the way there. Or on the, way back. on the way back on the way so back. that I'm not sick at Dollywood. And you need to get a milkshake too. Oh, of course. <laughs> You won't hear a show like this anywhere else. And that's probably for the best. The Worst of the Riot, Radio U. Remember the Hunger Games? So, I always forget that was books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then movies, it was. And then a, another book, and then I guess they're supposed to do something more? Yeah, so the Hunger Games was, you're right, it was books at first, young adult novels, as they are sometimes called, and they came, what what, t- what year did the first movie come out? Like, uh, let's see, plans on the film, they hope to release, that was the other one. Yeah, I don't see the, it was I'll like, it up. probably about 10 years ago was the first Hunger Games movie, but it feels like forever ago. 2012. 2012. So, uh, that was where some would say Jennifer Lawrence kind of got her, wait, is that her name? Jennifer? Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. J-Law. Yeah, she was the one that uh, was the star of the movie. She was Katniss Everdeen, and that was where they did an original trilogy. And it was a big deal, especially the first one. It was huge. And now, eight years removed from the original movie is when they got a, when they have beginning production, I guess seven years removed from the original movie. No, nine. Nine years. (laughs) 
Several years after the release of the original movie. I think, Hudson, it's safer if we don't try to count with yeah. that. We just say yes. In several years later. Several years after the release of the original movie, <laughs> they are now working on a prequel movie based off of a prequel novel yeah. called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes that they already had decided to make a movie out of the book before the book was even released. I see. So they're going to plan to film this and release, hopefully they say in late, 23 or 24. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm getting all my numbers mixed there's up. There's too many. There's, yeah, the, how many years ago the movie came out to when I they're know. starting on it to when it will be released. So they've actually started. And I just don't know uh, if Hunger Games still has the same. It's only been... I guess, how would you like to look at that? It's only been about a decade since the first one came out. Honestly, so it's been though, even less since the third one. I mean, everybody does prequels, though. They say this will be set 64 years before the other start kicking in. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, so many people do that. Or you could have told me they were going to head and just redo Hunger yeah. Games. So we're at that point, It's too. been long enough. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, it was just such a thing of the time when it came out. And I don't know that anybody now is still so attached to the Hunger Games that they're going to be excited for yeah. yeah for another new round of it. Supposedly the book is kind of controversial. I don't think, I guess that's just because why did they need to add on to the story when it was already complete in some people's eyes? That is a good question. Um, really the answer is money. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they want to continue that and then that way they connect and keep people you know stringing along for when they ever redo Hunger Games, yeah, and, which I'm sure they would do eventually. And uh, it just seems that movie studios, once the first Hunger Games came out mm-hmm. and it did so well, they kind of got this this real thing stuck in their minds where they needed to make more young adult novel movies. Oh, sure. And I don't think any of them have panned out that well, but besides the Hunger Games trilogy, like what was the ones like Divergent and Emergent and sub subversions and you know all the virgins? I don't know if you're getting them all correct, but I, don't I know really either. appreciate you trying. They made several. <laughs> they made a ton of other and stuff. I, yeah. I guess if they made several, that means they must have done all right. But I didn't think none of them caught on the way the Hunger Games did. We would say rate and review the podcast. But uh, let's be honest, that would probably hurt more than hell. The worst of the Riot podcast. We mentioned a time or two that it's 5K day. Yay! The virtual 5K, you can still <laughs> sign up. And uh, for the rest of today, you're still able to get the shirt and medal with that at radiou.com slash 5K. Yes. So even if you don't have a chance to enter in your time, uh, you know, you will. You can just email it to us. Sure. Or you can just, <laughs> I won't tell anybody if you don't run at all. I'm not going to report anyone. Are you mean, are they just getting the shirt and the medal? Yeah, you just want that the shirt and the medal and uh, the running is, uh, it's optional. But we're also doing the in-person 5K today. Isaiah is going to be actually running it. Not- He's our riot representative. So you're doing it for the show, too. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, and- for us. Because we, you know, it wouldn't be right if we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, I have to run the music. Oh, you're so right. You're right. I've got work. That's so, what it is. Yeah. That's why I'm the one running it. And I already ran my 5K. Mm. So, uh, But we wanted to know... What was your pre-game, what is your pre-game, pre-run eating regiment? Oh, good how question. Been, 
How have you been preparing that way? So I've been preparing all week pretty heavily. Um, mainly ice cream at night, Oreos, <laughs> at least two of them. He didn't say preparing by eating, but like, were you running or are you just going to run it? I know. I feel like I know you already. You're going to go in. You're going to get an amazing time. And it's not even going to be a problem for you. <laughs> we just know that's how I it is. I think Nikki's expectations are really high. Thank and now you. it's going to be sad when, if you don't if you run don't. a really good time. <laughs> See, listen. So I, I was pretty calm all week. I yeah. haven't really been running at all. I mean, I work out frequently but I don't ever really run. Uh-huh. But now, I thought I'd be able to kind of slide by, but now my girlfriend is also running it. Yeah. And my one of my best friends is running it too. So I thought before I was running it by myself and I'd be able to kind of just go at my own pace. But now they're both like super uber competitive. <laughs> and so I can't lose to my girlfriend. Sure. No, just, of course not. If I lose to my girlfriend, I am calling off Cedar Point tomorrow. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I have to hide for like a week. I can't let her see me. Um, so I can't lose to her, but her and my best friend are, like, super into fitness. They Aww. run way more than I do. Yeah. And so I know that I'm really going to be pushing myself tonight. and starting to worry me because they're, like, fitness freaks, and yeah. I ate a cupcake yesterday at 7 a.m. But listen, you, know. <laughs> you, you have a Gatorade every morning, so I feel exactly. like you're more yeah. fit That than makes you an us. athlete. It does. <laughs> it does. But you were supposed to, like, weren't you supposed to carb load last night for dinner? Oh, I'm sure. Like, you were supposed to have pasta? Yeah, I didn't have pasta last night. You can have have it today. Yeah, I can still do it today. Then I think he throws it up. I don't think you're supposed to do it on race day. No, you can do (laughs) it on race day. Come on. It's supposed to be super hot and humid. In the break room right now, pre-prepared. Oh, yeah, that's right. You just pop it in the microwave. Some olive oil. At yeah, this point, I'm just, I'm just hoping that I cross the finish line without getting injured. Uh-huh. And I know when I cross the finish line, I'm not going to be able to like speak. I'm going to be so out of breath. Uh-huh. My chest is going to feel like I just inhaled a flaming hot Cheeto. It's going to yeah. hurt so bad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of worried about the whole, you know, getting through it. Yeah. But once I cross the finish line, I'm going to feel really, really good. Yeah, well, like you accomplished something. a lot of pressure on him. But for everybody else, if you join us in person, you can walk or run and take like as long as you want. Yep. We don't leave if it's, <laughs> if it's past a certain point. We're like, well, we're done. Isaiah's done, so we can wrap up. Uh, but you guys take your time, or if you do it virtually, um, it's a lot of fun. But I know that we, we push ourselves. And it doesn't matter if you lose to Isaiah's girlfriend. It only matters if Isaiah loses to <laughs> exactly. his girlfriend. And I just imagine that if she does beat you, Tomorrow at Cedar Point, she's going to be like every once in a while. So just like run ahead and be like, come on, Slowpoke. You know? She's first in line for all of it. Yeah. She wins she's sprinting the ahead and just taunting you the whole time. Yeah. I like healthy relationships, you know? Exactly. It's yeah. Good. It's all good fun. We're just super uber competitive. So yeah. if you pass me tonight, don't feel too good about yourself. Aww. Okay. Worst of the Riot podcast. How about this? Traveling to Indonesia. Hey, that sounds nice. Does it? Well, I've always wanted more international travel. Yeah. What should I do there? I bet you they'd have unique cuisine. Maybe you could eat a Komodo dragon. Uh, I, I don't know if they push that part. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I think the Komodo dragons are protected. I, I think so. Would it be like our, our eagle here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It might, I don't know if it's the national animal, but uh, yeah, you could be right, but... That you might not be able to eat a Komodo dragon, but you could go to an island filled with them 
Jurassic Park style. And everybody in this article is like, well, we based on the movies, we saw a little bit of a problem doing this, yeah. but we'll see what Indonesia comes up with. But it's the Komodo National Park. Yeah. And it was established, I think, in 1980. Yep. But now they're wanting to bring in more tourism with it. So they're trying to expand it. Yeah. And the, the trouble is... Uh, like, it's not just protected by Indonesia. Supposedly, it's protected by what's called the uh, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. It's a World Heritage Site. Yeah, so it's protected internationally to keep the uh, Komodo dragons safe. Yeah, right, <laughs> probably. Basically, they do that to keep tourism from ruining yep. it. But it's um, islands, and they're full of uh, Komodo dragons. Yeah, so the... but. With that, Indonesia wants to turn it into a tourist destination, but they aren't especially clear on how they're going to do that. It's just like, we want people to come see the Komodo dragons. So how are they but going to do protected. that? Yeah. <laughs> so how they're are they going to sure. How are they going to do that appropriately? And and mind you, not just protecting the Komodo dragons, the Komodo dragons are the largest lizard in the world, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And they're quite quite dangerous they are venomous and they do bite yeah so i don't know how much you want to how close you want to get to them if you've ever been i know people that have been bitten by iguanas yeah and i know they bite yeah they do too and they can be uh pretty crazy pets to have and you gotta like that is a serious bite if you get an iguana bite and they're nowhere near as big as komodos and i'm worried too they run uh komodo dragons run 12 miles per hour <laughs> they have <laughs> that's too fast for us too, too we fast. can't keep up with that we're walkers uh-huh. so we don't want to do that uh they have large uh, venom laced teeth and it allows them to incapacitate you with a single bite uh-huh. though this story says they've been known to bite you a lot so it's not like they're just gonna bite you <laughs> yeah, once yeah just wants to deter you it's gonna be they're gonna be charming down. If you get bit by a Komodo dragon, uh, a oh, this is bad. A lot of people die within a couple of hours uh-huh. because of the attack. Uh, so they are not to be messed with, which is why Sheesh. even though Indonesia wants to promote more tourism with this place, there would be a huge safety issue with the Komodo dragon islands that yeah. you can go visit. And you know, the thing totally is that uh, the more people you bring in, because they do say Komodo dragon attacks are pretty rare, mm. but the more people you bring into an area, like us, the more likely there's somebody. <laughs> yeah, the more likely that some of the tourists are really dumb. Yeah. And, or as we see with like planes and stuff, are just drinking too much <laughs> or something and uh, think that they can start antagonizing the Komodo dragons. And wow. before you know it, you have an attack on your hands. Everybody comparing it to Jurassic Park and, and Jurassic World and all that stuff. Yeah. And they say that just so many more tourists would disrupt the balance of the islands and the Komodo dragons and everything else. So they're not sure. Even if you look at the dragons, they do look like dinosaurs. I so. know. They might not be as big as a T-Rex, but that doesn't mean they're not just as ferocious. I think I'll pass on this vacation idea, Hudson, but thank you for the option. It's a lot of trouble. We'll just stick with Dollywood. That's a lot of questions (laughs) there. I think it might be safer somewhere else. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Worst of the Riot podcast. Oh, no! I missed it! Do it again! You can hear us live every day on the Radio U Network through the Radio U app or at riot.radiou.com.
enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Welcome to the Curmudgeon Cast. Alrighty guys, what's up and welcome to the first episode of the Curmudgeon Cast, the podcast where I air out grievances, complain about stuff, rant about things, rave a little bit, and get a little bit upset about different things that are bothering me, and um, different video games, entertainment, all kinds of different stuff. Just a quick note before I get this started, if this isn't for you, that's fine, go somewhere else. I know some people don't like negativity and they don't like um, complaints and they don't like hearing negative things about things that they like or enjoy, fine. This isn't the show for you. This isn't the podcast for you. Go somewhere else. That being said, I do enjoy talking about things that bother me. I am a bit of a critic when it comes to stuff. I don't consider myself super amazing, intelligent, or the smartest person in the world or have all the solutions or all the fixes and stuff like that. But I do like to see things be improved upon. I don't like to see things be taken for granted and not changed, not improved, not fixed. Um, And there's been a lot of different stuff that I've played in different shows and things like that that I feel like have gotten complacent and haven't tried to get better. And I want to see things be great or the best that they can be instead of just good. So with that being said, episode one, Pokemon Unite. Now, up front, this is a good game. It's fun. If you enjoy playing it casually, that's awesome. Play it with your friends. Have fun. Don't take it too seriously. Because if you take it seriously and you're playing for rank and you're trying to climb and you're playing it competitively, it will be a frustrating experience for you. So, problem number one. No scoreboard. This should be obvious. How can a competitive game that takes itself seriously, that has a ranked mode, not have a scoreboard? It's very confusing. You don't know what's going on in the game. The only idea you have of how the game is going is how you personally feel like you're playing versus how the other people in your lane are playing and the goals. Because goals get destroyed after you dunk a certain amount. Blah, blah, blah. We all know that. That's fine. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a competitive game and you're going to have a ranked mode, you got to have a scoreboard. It can be as simple as pulling it up with one of the buttons that you have on there. You have a bunch of buttons that aren't being used because you only have three skills. So please, just add a scoreboard. That's an easy fix, easy solution. You can see the scoreboard at the end of the game. Just make a button that you can press to see that during the game. Easy fix, no problem. Problem number two, item leveling system forces you to main one character, pay to win, or give the enemy team an advantage. Now, a lot of people have said this game is pay to win. A lot of people said, oh, it's not pay to win. A lot of people who, not a lot of people, let's be honest, not a lot of people have been realists about the game. And I saw maybe one person, Snitch, who is used to be for Dignitas, played Heroes of the Storm professionally, that was playing the game. Now I believe he plays... Um, Wild Rift competitively. He's the one person that I've seen, now I'm sure there have been people that have made this point, that have been a realist about this system. The game is not pay to win, because you do still have to play well, you still have to beat people, you still have to be good at the game. The game is pay for an advantage. Now, what I mean is, it can take a long time to level up items. It's not an insanely long time. Me personally, in about 20 games, I had three items to level 10 to 15, maybe higher, something around there, um, which I think is about normal. 
But if I go into a ranked game and I'm playing against someone who has paid money to unlock all the items and level the items up to the max level, they automatically have an advantage over me. Sorry, if you don't like that, you don't think the game's pay to win. It's not pay to win, but it's pay for an advantage. It takes too long to level the items up. Um, and this forces a situation where you need to main one character if they, or possibly two or three, if they have the same items, which doesn't happen that often. There's a few characters that share some items here and there. Um, which is a problem with playing the game for fun. Obviously, if you're playing for fun, you don't necessarily care about the item levels and stuff. You don't care about the advantage that people may have. But it's kind of lame to go into a game and automatically be at a disadvantage just because you wanted to try a new character. You wanted to play multiple characters, okay? It's a problem. I get bored in games because, I'll be honest, I don't like playing the same thing over and over and over again. It's my biggest problem with League of Legends. I don't like playing the same role over and over and over again. I don't like playing the same characters over and over again. And that's why I've peaked at, like, Platinum because by the time I hit, like, Platinum, I'm very sick of playing the same three characters over and over and over again just to maximize my, my leveling or my ranking up experience. The leveling system is kind of insane to me in general. You either shouldn't be allowed to play ranked, in my opinion, until you have all of the items unlocked. Or the items, kind of like in League of Legends where runes and summoner spells are unlocked once you get to a certain point and then you can play ranked. It should just be unlocked for you. Either you shouldn't be making money off of the parts that give people an advantage or a disadvantage. The, the competitive aspect of the game. You shouldn't be making money off of that. Or the people that don't have that stuff shouldn't be allowed to play ranked. And that's a really long time to not be able to play ranked until you have, let's say one, at least one character with all three items maxed. And you're probably going to have multiple because if someone takes your character, you don't get to play them. You don't get your maxed out items. Sorry. I just think that that's ridiculous that you're gating the battle items and the held items behind leveling up a ton or money. So in my opinion, either the character to me, in competitive video games, I understand you have to make your money, but if your game is trying to be competitive, which I know this one isn't a super emphasis on that, but do it like Dota 2. Characters are all unlocked. Make the summoner spells unlocked, which would, in this game would be the, the battle items. Make the held items unlocked, which in this case, in like the Dota case, would be like items. Make all that stuff unlocked if you don't want people to have a competitive advantage. Then it truly is just down to skill when it comes to the competitive game. Sorry if you don't like that. If you're enjoying the game playing it casually, this probably isn't an issue for you. But as someone who likes to play games competitively and likes to take them serious and likes to try hard at games, this is a bit of a problem for me. So, just do it like Dota. Unlock everything. Make your money off cosmetics. If you don't think you can make enough money off of cosmetics, then maybe you shouldn't be making a game. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think you should be making money off of characters. And I don't think you should be making money off of things that can give you an advantage. Because let's be honest, characters can give you an advantage. This is like in League of Legends when a new really overpowered character comes out like Aurelia or Akali. Guess what? If I don't have money to spend on the game or I haven't grinded it enough to have enough in-game currency saved up, I have a disadvantage because I can't play that character. It's like when they overbuffed Gwyn. If I was playing League of Legends right now, I would have to either pay money or if I had enough IP saved up, which I think I might, Gwyn is super OP. I would need to learn that character and play it in top lane. Now it's probably gotten nerfed, whatever. I don't care. I don't keep up with the meta, but that's just an example of characters and things that can give you an advantage. In my opinion, you shouldn't be making money off of. I think Dota does it the right way. They give everyone all the characters that way. You can play what you want. If something really OP comes out and you're a player that has played the game for a long time, then you can start playing the character. You can even turn it into your main if you want. If it's really OP or if something gets overbuffed, 
you don't have to worry about these issues of not having the things that are meta which in a competitive game is really important because you need to be able to play the meta stuff especially if there's going to be pro which in this game i don't know how you could have pro with the way this game works but maybe they will i don't know i just don't i don't want to say anything there but if you're going to have a pro game you've got to have this is why in, in pro games like league of legends all of the characters are unlocked for the pros imagine going into a pro game and you didn't have access to some new character that got buffed or something like that so i'm assuming if there's a pro scene they'll do that for the players i hope if they don't that's ridiculous but i think honestly it should be that way in ranked as well i have spent money on characters in league of legends because they've been too strong and i've wanted to learn them blah 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 stuff like that i definitely have done that but i don't think that's where you should be making your money i think you should be making your money off cosmetics and i know that'll cut into their bottom line but i don't really care about their bottom line i care about it being a good game and turning into a great game and if there's a competitive aspect then that's fine it'd be one thing if this game didn't have ranked if it didn't have a try hard mode if it didn't have people taking it seriously and trying to be the best and stuff like that fine it wouldn't be bother me at all if there was no rank system but if you're going to have a competitive game with a rank system then things that can give you a competitive advantage should not be behind a paywall or a super super long grind wall because yes, technically you can play it a ton and forever and unlock all this stuff for free. You can do that. But I think in this game, it takes so long that that's not really a viable option for people who work and have lives and jobs and families and stuff. So that's just my opinion. Take that with a grain of salt, whatever. Don't care. Complaint number four, two abilities and then an ult, which is level 10. Two. This game is supposed to be super fast-paced. It's super supposed to be super fun. It's supposed, supposed to be like super exciting and intricate stuff like that. So I get that you don't want like a bunch of stuff for people to worry about. But if I've got my hands on a Switch Pro Controller, I've got button, 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 button. I've got four buttons here. I've got these. And if I've got Joy-Cons, I've got everything except for the extra buttons down here. Or no, no, no. They do have that. How is two abilities enough? Every MOBA has three abilities and an ultimate. That's the norm. And I get that, like, your abilities level up, just kind of like in Heroes of the Storm. You get talents. They change, stuff like that. Great. But that's locked behind leveling up in the game. So, like, your abilities start out super boring. Like, Snorlax, I have tackle. I literally go in a straight line and run into someone and bump them a direction, maybe. Um, and then my other ability is literally flopping on the ground and sleeping and recovering health. Those are my two abilities. Now, when I get Heavy Slam and I get Block way more interesting way more fun way cooler i just think two abilities is just not enough i think they could have added one more ability just made it like a regular moba um had three abilities and an ultimate and it would have been fine it would have made the game more interesting you would have had cooler combos cooler characters you could have added a whole lot more variety to the game and i just think it would have been more fun i think two abilities and having the interesting ones behind levels is a little lame for a 10 minute game i think if they really wanted to maximize the 10 minute fun part of the game, just remove the basic abilities and put the important, the leveled up abilities as your basic abilities. Cause the basic abilities are just boring. I'm sorry. They don't really do anything super interesting. It's usually like a skill shot that does something. And then another ability that either does damage on a lot of characters, um, possibly has some CC. They just don't seem that super interesting or engaging for just having two. If you had three abilities now, that might make it more interesting. I think if they're going to stick to the two abilities, I think you should put the two abilities that you get by leveling up as those abilities. And then, you know, if you want to have something for leveling up, change the damage they do, change something, that's fine. I think it is cool 
um, when a game cha- when games change your abilities as you go. But in a 10-minute game, it just seems like if you get behind, it takes so long to get to the good stuff. It's just kind of boring. You're playing a bland character for like five minutes, and then you're playing an interesting character for five minutes. Like with Heroes of the Storm, it's like 20-ish minute games, sometimes 25, sometimes less. They can go down to like 15 if you're really getting stomped. Um, it makes more sense to have leveling up, evolving, changing abilities throughout the game because you have a lot longer to play the game. And their basic abilities aren't just two abilities. I just think that if you want to stick with two abilities, make it the interesting ones. Otherwise, go to three abilities and then you can keep your leveling up system. That's fine. I just think for a 10-minute game, it's kind of weird to just spend so much of it as a boring character. Okay. Number five. The menus and the UI and navigating through this game is garbage. It lags out. It messes up. And this is... I'm playing on wi-fi you know i could play it on ethernet if i wanted to i just choose not to i'm running at 60 fps in the game so i don't think it hurts me that bad and my ping isn't that bad so i don't understand how it can be so laggy especially on the character select screen now this could be something that's been patched i haven't played the game in probably about a week because i just don't it's it's fun but it's not that great or exciting or interesting to me um but the ui is obviously designed for mobile and it barely functions half the time so when I'm trying to select a character that my one main character that because of this game, I'm basically forced to main a character or spend money. Um, someone else picks my character. Guess what? Now I'm a detriment to my team. And it's because for one, there's no draft, which in a ranked mode, there should be, there should at least be a pick order where you can um, like hover something. And then maybe someone else can play a different character. If they're thinking about playing yours, whatever that's, I don't, that's neither here nor there. Um, but if I, am playing a game where picking my character is super important because it's the one character that I have items unlocked for. It's the one character that I'm maining because of the way your other systems work. Then I need my menu to not lag out so I can pick my character faster than somebody else. It doesn't happen a whole lot, but it has happened to me a couple times. And I'm like, well, great. Guess I'm playing Pikachu this game and I don't have items leveled up for him. Let's hope for the best. Hope this works. So I think they really need to work on the UI. I think Hot take, and I've seen other people make this take, so it's not just the first time. It's not just a me thing. I've seen other people say it too. I think this game was completely designed for mobile. I think they're completely counting on the mobile market. I think they're completely counting on making that money off of, you know, the the Chinese fans, Japanese fans maybe, and possibly whatever they can get out of NA and the Western audience. I think the main thing is they're just making this for the mobile audience, and they're going to try to make as much money as they can with spending as little money as they can. And I think that's honestly what this game is designed for. And that's why I'm not going to take it seriously. That's not why I'm not going to worry about the competitive stuff. And if this ages poorly and the game blows up and it becomes an awesome competitive game, whatever, I'll eat my words. But I really don't think it will. Um, I think the UI and the menus and the game, which is it was completely designed for mobile, and I think they ported it on Switch because they were like, hey, we can make some extra money by putting it on Switch. Why not? I think cross-play is going to be super weird because playing games on mobile versus a Switch Pro controller is just, it's got to be a huge advantage for me to be on the controller versus tapping on the screen and having the tiny little screen. I don't understand how you can do cross-play, especially with competitive. It seems like a big advantage to have a Switch and play it on a Pro controller than to have the tiny little mobile screen and you're trying to tap your buttons, stuff like that. Maybe on an iPad it's better, I don't know. Seems super weird to me. Seems like the game was completely, completely, and I say this again, completely designed for mobile, and it was ported to Switch with as little investment as they possibly could because, yeah, got to make some money. All right. 
And just the last thought on that, hope my team doesn't take my one personal main that I play because I'm lagging out. Because that's all I can play because I'm not spending money on your game. Sorry, Tencent. I'm not giving you my money. All right. Number five. Whew. Oh, that was number five. I'm sorry. Number six. And I know they've had a balance patch recently, so it may have fixed some of these problems. So take this with a grain of salt. Like I said, I haven't been playing the game. I haven't kept up with it. I just wanted to get these thoughts out of the way. I've had this idea for this first episode of the show for like two weeks now. And I just haven't had the graphics. I haven't been able to get the intro. I haven't been able to get all that stuff together. I'm finally got it together. So I'm doing this as quick as I can. So if some of this stuff is outdated, I apologize. But the balance is horrible in this game. It's not the worst thing ever because obviously it's a new game and the balance is going to be bad until a bunch of people are playing it. A lot of people have their hands on it and you get a lot of experience with what's going on in the game and players can really tell you what you need to work on, what you need to fix, what you need to improve. But Zerora and Gengar, if anyone play tested this and said that this wasn't OP, you're insane. I don't have a clue what I'm doing on Zerora. I honestly just pick the abilities that some guide said were the best. And I, cause I played them cause I didn't get my Snorlax. I play Zerora and I popped off on my first game. I was MVP. I had the most dunks. I had the most kills. It was the highest level. I was like four levels above the enemy team. And I was basically just button mashing with him. I didn't even read his abilities fully. I didn't have items unlocked for him because all of my item leveling has gone to my Snorlax because I haven't spent any money once again. And I'm literally just button mashing and I'm slamming people. I'm like, okay, well, this character has got to be ridiculous. And that's the consensus. Zerora is pretty disgusting. Gengar is a little trickier to play because you got to do his combo and then land his hexes multiple times. And he's got a little bit of finesse, but he's super OP too. Um, hex resetting on targets affected by his status is just ridiculous. He can just destroy people by just spamming hex out on them and kill them. Those two characters are really, really, really dumb. And they can destroy even characters that are supposed to be tanks like what I play, Snorlax. They can just kill me from full health and I'm the same level, which just blows my mind. It, I know the game is designed to be fast. It's designed to be killing people, constant action fights, battles, lots of people dying because that's what gets the, the adrenaline going. That's what gets you pumped. That's what gets everything uh, going for you and gets the, the oh, what's the, the dopamine hits and dopamine effect going for you. But it's so insane that I can play Snorlax, build full tank items, um, take the tankiest abilities I can and get one shot by a Zero or a Gengar. That shouldn't be happening. I'm sorry. That's dumb. And most games have this problem. League of Legends has this issue where damage is way too high. Everything dies way too fast. It's what they want. They want people to get that dopamine hit of killing something. Lots of kills to be happening. Lots of action. Lots of excitement. What's not as dopamine hitting is not as fun. Is not as zoomer-ish. Is things being tanky. Fights taking a long time. Playing out um slowly where a tank is getting whittled down um instead of being just like one shot by a you know a full item dps or whatever so i understand the balance stuff really isn't my biggest problem with this game not even close it just doesn't make any sense to me that two of these characters are just absurdly strong and hopefully they got nerfed that's all i can say the rank system first of all I don't think this game should have a rank system. I think it's just there for more dopamine hits so that people can see that rank go up and it gets you hooked, it gets you addicted, gets you play it. I'm sure that's why there's a rank system in this game. Otherwise, there wouldn't probably be as many people playing it because it is super addicting to get into that grind of grinding a ranked game. Trust me, I've done it with League of Legends. I hit Platinum in that, Heroes of the Storm. I hit Master 2800 or something like that. 
I understand. I've played a lot of ranked in these games. I've, I haven't played any in Dota because that I didn't play that game first and I've went back and played it and there are things I enjoy about it, but I just don't feel like putting the time into it. Um, but I've played a ton of these games with these ranked systems, but to me, I wouldn't put it in the game unless I was going to fix all of these other problems, but there is a rank system. So let's talk about it. This rank system is, and I think they, I saw somewhere that I think they're changing this to where it's, you get a little bit more points based on how you go up and go down. I'm not sure, but when I was playing it, the rank system was one win, you go up, one loss, you go down. And then there's that little bit of performance bonus that you get that sometimes gets you an extra win. Are you kidding me? This is the dumbest thing that's ever happened. You're playing a game where you cannot control teammates. And I mean, you can, you can get a five stack, but if you're solo queuing, this is a huge problem because the average player is going to get hard stuck, which is not what you want. You want them to either be going, you want them to be going up. You don't want them to be going up at a crazy fast pace. That's fine. I don't have any problem with that. That's not what you want, but you want them to be going up. This is especially important if you are trying to yoink people's money and you are trying to get that dopamine hit and you are trying to get people addicted to your game and hooked into the grind set of trying to climb through the game. That is all fine and dandy. If you're trying to do that, you don't want one win go up, one win go down. People are going to give up very quickly when they realize, hey, my teammate AFKs, I lose, nothing I can do about it. Now my rank is going down. If that happens to someone five times in a row, like it can in League of Legends, they're going to probably be done with your game. But in League of Legends, there's a little bit of mitigation. So there's what we call LP. You get LP based on win or loss. You don't go numbers on a little tick board where, hey, I won three games and then I lost three games and I go right back down. You get amount of points based on your MMR and the enemy team's MMR, which is all more complicated. I'm not going to go into that, whatever. But the the big thing is you get points and you need a hundred to rank up and you get anywhere from if you're about where you're supposed to be MMR wise, you get about 14, 15, 16 up to I, you get in the thirties. If you're really um, playing in a, in a way below what your skill, what the game thinks your skill is, you can get 30 plus points and go up, which is a great way to get people where they're supposed to be and then get them to that point where they're supposed to be and then make the gains slower. But the nice thing is, Worst case scenario, you're probably going to gain 16 and lose 14. So even if you go 50% win rate, you're going to be climbing just a tiny bit. Even if it's just two points difference, you're going to be climbing just a little bit, which is great because then you can actually see, hey, I'm playing, I'm kind of stuck here, but at least I, if I'm winning as much as I'm losing, I am kind of going up. Now, some people probably don't want that. They probably want it to be pretty even. And I have seen in League of Legends where it evens out, where I'm getting 14 for a win. I'm getting, I'm losing 14 for a loss. That that has happened to me before too. So it, it can completely even out. But I think it's just so grindy and it's so bad, especially for a game that probably shouldn't be taking itself super seriously with ranked and competitive to be stuck somewhere. And you just go one win up, one, one win down. That means if you have like say a bad day where you have a ton of AFKers, griefers, enters, whatever, you lose like 10 games, you could be, what, two ranks below what you're probably supposed to be. And then now you're down there. And as long as people aren't leaving the game, you're crushing people. You don't want to be so far. You don't want so much swing that you can be one second. You're playing players that are so much way better than you. You want easy, you want not easy, competitive games that feel pretty even between the teams 
and you don't want games to be so easy for you that you're just absolutely stomping people. That's the point of having these rank systems. It's to get you a place where games are competitive, where you're supposed to be, where the game feels balanced and even. Um, and you can make little gains. As you get better and better, you might make more games. You might start winning two games to one, three games to one. And the best players, like in League of Legends, have like 60-70% win rates in solo queue. And they climb right up to Challenger because they're winning way more than half their games. The really, really good players that get Challenger, they'll win like 70% of their games, which is insane. They're winning for every 10 games they play. They win seven of them and only lose three. That means they're winning double what they're losing. Yeah, that person should shoot to the top and go to challenger. That's fine. But the people that are winning 50% and losing 50% or say 51-49, they should still be climbing, albeit slowly, but still be climbing. That's why the point system based on what your MMR is, is really good. Because if you are hard stuck, you can get better. And then you slowly win games and you slowly raise that MMR and you just slowly grind it out and you climb your way up. But you're still making progress. You're not getting stuck in one place. So for me, if it was me and I wasn't just trying to do a cash grab and make a bunch of money off this game, I probably wouldn't have implemented it with a rank system from the beginning. I, I know that's... And the only reason to do it is to make a bunch of money and get people hooked and get people addicted, which is why they're doing it. And that's fine. They got to make their money. They got to do their hustle, whatever. Fine. It's just for it to be an actual competitive game that I'm going to take seriously or that other people are going to take seriously. You've got to fix all these other issues and then have your rank system or you just can't have a rank system. I'm sorry. Just accept that it's a casual game, which is what it should be played for fun. Don't take it seriously. Enjoy the game. That's fine. But being six ragers or AFKers or enters away from two ranks below what you're supposed to be is absurd and it's really dumb. And it's going to lead to very frustrating experiences for players. It's going to lead for very frustrating experiences for the players against that person that got dropped because they're probably way better than they are. It's going to be very frustrating for the player that gets dropped because of that because now they're going to have to climb their way all the way back up by, say, winning six games in a row instead of only losing, maybe only having to win with like a league type of system, only maybe win three games to get back where they were. So. The last thing, the last big issue that I have, and I've kind of talked fast, I've kind of went through this quick, and then I'll probably just kind of give my general thoughts about the game, maybe talk about some things that can fix it, some ideas that I have, which I've been doing kind of throughout, but the last one is the coin system for unlocking Pokemon is too slow. Like, I get that you got to make money, Tencent, I understand, and, but I've already talked about how I don't think you should be making money off of unlocked characters. For people wanting to play this game for fun, to play their favorite characters, to try a bunch of different stuff, to enjoy it casually, it's very frustrating to unlock characters very slow. I get that you want to make money off of that, but I think that's so silly. Um, when you can probably keep players around and them have much more fun and much more enjoyment and more enjoying the game will lead to buying the cosmetics. If you just make it faster to unlock characters with the free currency or just unlock all the characters for people. I have, I don't know how many characters I have right now. Five, maybe six. I don't know. And I bought a couple of them that I don't really enjoy. And I, like, I super regret that now. So now, especially when you're new to the game, you don't know what's kind of going on, how you unlock characters, stuff like that. You don't know what characters are good or who you'll enjoy and stuff like that. What I would recommend of, to players is play everything that's on free week. Don't buy anything until you absolutely know you love a character that you've played on free week. That's the best way to do it. Always has been. Um, but I made a mistake. I bought um, a character that I just like from Pokemon. I think it was Slow 
Slowbro. I think it was Slowbro. I'm not sure. That I just like from Pokemon. I played him. I hate his playstyle. Super enjoy, super unenjoyable. Don't like it. Boring. Plus, he's underpowered. He's weak, um, in my opinion. So, that, it just made a really horrible experience. And now I'm stuck with this character that took me a little while to unlock. That costs a bunch of this in-game currency. That now I'm just stuck with. And I could have had another character that I maybe would have enjoyed more. And again, that's my mistake. But I think... It's silly to make a game that is so obviously meant to be for fun, played with friends, enjoyed casually, and to have these just awful ways to unlock things and slow ways to unlock things. Uh, It just seems like the game would be so much more fun, and I don't know how much more money they would make. Obviously, I'm not a financial person. I'm not in their company. I'm not part of Tencent. They obviously know how to make money off of mobile games um, and MOBAs because, you know, that's that's what they're known for. Even I think they bought a stake in Blizzard. They obviously know how to make money. We'll just say that um, since they're buying all of these games and making all of these games. But I just think it's really frustrating to be unlocking characters slowly in a game that I'm supposed to have fun and play casually. And again, it's even worse if you want to make it for a ranked audience. Because for a ranked audience, if a new OP character comes out, they're going to have to pay money to keep up with the meta. And that sucks. Nobody wants to be doing that in a competitive scenario. It, say your main gets nerfed. Say Snorlax tomorrow got turbo nerfed. And I, he just wasn't able to keep up with the current Pokemon that are in the meta. I would have to learn new Pokemon that would probably have different items that I would have to then level up. And if I didn't want to spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours being underpowered or having a competitive disadvantage against these people, I would have to spend money. Which, again, is what they're trying to accomplish. Um, so all in all... I think this game is really cool. It's really fun. It's a really great idea. I just think that it is a bit ruined by the cash grab feel of it. I think it feels very much like it was designed for mobile. It's very much designed to be a game that's played a ton in for an Eastern audience because they play mobile games like crazy. I think the Western audience um, will enjoy it. I think they'll play it for fun. I think they'll enjoy it for a while. I don't know how long the craze will last. I think it will die off eventually. Um, I just, it doesn't have any like reason for me to want to play it long term. It doesn't give me that feel of wanting to get really good at it. Because it's just a really, really long curve just to have one character that I feel like I'm at, a, at an even advantage with. Let alone if I wanted to play multiple characters. You know, say the meta shifts and I need to play a different character. Or someone is taking my character every game. Uh, yeah, I would just be at a disadvantage and it feels really awful. Um But again, I had fun playing the game. I really enjoy just hopping in, playing for 10 minutes, um, you know, bopping people around a little bit with Snorlax. I, when I first played it, it's not like I'm saying this, by the way, from the aspect of someone who like loses a ton and is getting shit on whatever. Um, I felt very much the opposite. Like I felt like I was playing against people that have never touched a MOBA, haven't played the game, no idea what's going on. And I'm just stomping people, honestly, like almost to the point of bullying them. Um, I went... 17 and 0 before I finally lost a game. I was then I was 17 and 1. So I definitely have been winning a lot of games. Um, mostly playing Snorlax. I played a little bit of Pikachu. Um, I played a game or two on Cinderace, who's really cool. I like that character. It's pretty fun to play. Um, and then who else did I play? Was that it? Pikachu, Snorlax. I played Gengar once or twice. Oh, and Zerora. I played him like three or four times. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun game just to jack around on, play, play casually. I think playing with friends would be fun. But as far as 
is this a game that I'll be playing long-term? No. Is this a game that I think will have a good and competitive experience unless they unlock stuff for people? No. Is this a game that I think will eventually turn into an eSport? It might, but I don't think so. I think if Heroes of the Storm couldn't make it as an eSport with as good as that game is, honestly, I do think Heroes of the Storm is a great game. I think they've made a lot of mistakes with it and ruined some things about it, but Heroes of the Storm was a really good game, especially at one point when it did have eSports. If it couldn't make it as an eSport, I don't think this game can make it as an eSport. The only thing it has going for it is the, the Pokemon IP. Um, it's the nostalgia of Pokemon. There's a lot of people playing it. If this was some other mobile game that didn't have any Pokemon, that was just random made-up characters, I don't think anybody would have cared about it. I don't think it would have been hyped, and I don't think it would have lasted. Um, I think probably once the new wears off, I think it'll die down, um, and I think the people that will be left playing it will be the people that are enjoying it the way I'm saying, casually, for fun, with friends, pick up and play every now and then. Um, but I don't think... I, there probably will be people that will take it seriously and play it ranked because they do in every single game. But I think if you want a really good, satisfying, competitive, more competitive, not great for competitive, because I still think Heroes of the Storm is very much a casual game. If you're looking for a more competitive game that has a better rank system, that has some of these things that I'm talking about to make it more balanced for rank, you don't have any weird like grind or cash grab to unlock items for your characters or anything like that. The only thing that you have behind that you're put behind as far as a paywall or a grind wall is new characters, um, which if you play the game a lot, you can very much keep up with the new characters. I, the, I think I have almost every character unlocked and I haven't played that game on a daily basis in a year or two. I was, when I was playing that game and grinding it and actually up in master, I had every character unlocked with just the regular currency. I didn't have to worry about buying characters ever. Um, and I think that's a big problem for this game. But overall, I think the game is pretty good. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it other than I hope they fix these things. If they fix these things, I probably will play it more. You know, make the rank system not one win go up, one loss go down. Um, get rid of these level, like first unlocking the items with levels and then having to level them up by by playing the game more and getting this currency. There's like four or five. There's so many currencies in this game. I don't know what does what. That's another thing that I didn't, I didn't talk about or didn't complain about. There's so many random currencies and I don't understand why. Okay, two is enough. You have the purchase currency and then you have the currency that you get for free. Heroes of the Storm added a third. Hated it. Don't know why they did that. Stupid. Stop adding a million currencies because the only reason you can say for adding them is to confuse people into wasting their currencies and then having to spend money on the game. I'm sorry. That's the only reason to have a bunch of currencies. If you can have two, have a bought one and a free one. If you have all the characters unlocked, there's no need for a free currency. Then you can just have a bought currency. Just be like Dota 2. Just use real money. That's the best thing I loved about Heroes of the Storm is before Heroes 2.0, and I know they've reverted it since, you could just pay money said this is 9.99 boom money paid done bought the thing i wanted bought the mount i wanted bought the skin i wanted just make it cost money and then you don't even need a stupid currency the only reason these currencies exist is to have weird amounts that things cost so that you have to buy more to get the next thing because you end up with weird odd amounts that's the only reason they exist is to make them more money that's it so to be honest, you don't need a currency. You can get rid of all the currencies. But if you're going to have them, if you're not going to have characters be unlocked for free, like Dota, which is amazing and I love it. It's the best thing ever. If I want to try a new character, I can just go try it. Make the currencies two. 
if you're not going to make characters free. Two, bot currency, free currency. And then that bot currency goes towards everything you could buy. You would buy cosmetics with it. You would buy the items in the current system, which I think should be removed. And then you could even pay to level up your items if you wanted to with this bot currency. But this, like, four, I know there's at least three. I think there's maybe five because there's, like, tickets. And I'm counting those as currency. There's, like, tickets you get for stuff. And it's just dumb. Just get rid of it. It's stupid and confusing. And the only reason it exists is to be a cash grab. So, Pokemon Unite. Thoughts on the game? Good, fun, casual, enjoyable experience if you don't take it seriously. It is a bit, it is a cash grab. I'm sorry. If, if you don't like that, I don't know what to tell you. And to be fair, League of Legends is a cash grab too. Most games are cash grabs. It's not like it's an insult specifically to Pokemon Unite. And this is the only game that does that. Not true. Now you could be like Dota and give people characters for free. And then it's just cosmetics. And then it's not a cash grab. But it's a cash grab. Video games are cash grabs. It's the way video games work now. They're designed to make money off of in-game items. And as much as they can put behind that paywall, they will. So they're going to give you some stuff for free. But in my opinion, the stuff that you get for free should be anything to do with gameplay, anything to do with competitive advantage or disadvantage. Cosmetics should be the only thing that's sold. And any game that is selling advantage or disadvantage now notice i didn't say pay to win it's not a pay to win game it's a pay to have advantage okay now with that being said any game where you can pay to have an advantage i'm not going to play it won't do it um yeah just not going to do it now there are more convoluted games like say world of warcraft where you can pay to get a wow token then you have a bunch of money you can spend that money on people running you for gear you can spend that money on um buying gear from people that make it for you yeah sure that's technically the same thing that's a cash grab but but it's not pay money get advantage it's not like going into the game and like wow has a full set of gear and you just go ten dollars give me full set of gear highest item level i am now geared for raid that's not how it works and do they need to take out pay if they would just take out paying for runs that solves that problem if they would just crack down on that stuff but they're not going to because they're blizzard and they have way bigger fires to put out right now um but that's just a little bit of a side tangent anything that gives you a competitive advantage or disadvantage i'm sorry i'm not playing it it's just frustrating and you could say oh caleb you could just grind the game a lot and level up the items yeah to play one character then i could i would have my items for snorlax someone takes my snorlax then what see i queue up for a ranked game i have all my items maxed out for snorlax i'm ready to go i'm pumped i've grinded the game a lot i haven't played any ranked because i don't want to be at a disadvantage i don't want to ruin anyone else's experience guess what Someone takes Snorlax. I'm sorry, but the time it takes to have a second character fully kitted out with items, like maybe I could play Slowbro and stick the same items on him and it would be close, but it's not ideal. It's not the best. So that's my thoughts on that. I think if they remove the cash grabby elements, the cash grabby feelings of this game, it'll be great. It'll be a great game. If they just do that, balance the OP characters and buff up the really terrible characters and fix the have an actual like point gain system for ranked instead of going up one and down one win or loss. Cause that's really annoying. Um, there's a reason other games don't do that. If they fix like those three things and add a scoreboard, how hard is it to add a scoreboard? You already have it in the post game. Just make a button where you press it and you can see the scoreboard in the game. That's it. Those are my big problems. Add a scoreboard, 
fix the laggy crap where I can't pick my character. Um, don't put competitive advantage, disadvantage stuff. Take all the items out from behind the paywall. Make them all free. Don't give them a level up system. Just make them do the effects that they give at level 30. Remove the level up system. That's really stupid. I don't like it. It's fine if you want to put the items behind um, a leveling system, the unlocks for them and the battle items, because then people, you know, are incentivized to not play ranked right away. Fine. That's fine. Or have another way where you don't play ranked. Get to level 15 before you can play ranked. That's fine. Just remove the stupid item leveling system. Garbage. Okay. Next thing. Two abilities. It's not the biggest complaint. I think if they added one more ability plus your ultimate. So two abilities, ultimate, instead of that having three abilities plus your ultimate. So four abilities in total. I think it would make the game a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. You could pull off cooler combos. Um, There'd be a lot more going on. There's stuff you could do. That would be great. I think that would be cool. Um, One thing I didn't really talk about is like jungling XP versus laning XP. I think that could be changed. That could be fixed. There's that's just balanced stuff that they can do over time. Um, I think maybe having more to fight over in the lanes might be more interesting too, but that's little stuff and that's stuff that they'll, they'll fix as they go with balance changes. The UI bugging out and lagging, fix it. The UI sucks. It lags out bad. Just that can be fixed pretty easily. Um, the balance can be fixed pretty easily. Just turn Zeraora's Gengar and Gengar's numbers down a bit. And then just tune the weak characters up a little bit and you're good. The balance isn't that bad. Maybe reduce damage a bit so that I'm not getting one shot on Snorlax. That's a personal thing. I know not everybody likes to be a big beefy tank running around not dying. Um, What I like a tank to be is I'm not going to die, but I'm not going to kill you. The the worst I can do is pressure you out, move you out of the fight, whatever. Um, But right now it feels like I'm a tank. I jump in. Zerora and Gengar hit me. I die. You know, I don't feel like I can even pressure them without dying. I have to be super careful and use my escape to get away most of the time. Um, but that's a personal thing. Balance is whatever. They'll fix that over time. It'll get better. Um, the rank system, this is a big problem. One win to go up, one loss to go down, plus that little tiny performance bonus that sometimes gets you an extra point if you win. That's dumb. Get rid of that. Scrap it. Just have points and do it like every other game. It's more fun. It gets people hooked in more. It makes them want to grind more. It keeps them from being hard stuck. It makes the whole system less frustrating. It makes it more enjoyable for everyone. Just do that. Um, and then either make the, all the characters free, which I know they won't do because they want to make money or accelerate the pace at which you can unlock characters. Those are my big complaints with the game. Hopefully I gave enough constructive criticism that it isn't just me complaining, ranting, being a, a douche, hating on your game, whatever dumb thing that I'm sure people will say. Hopefully I gave enough con- constructive criticism and ways to actually fix some of this stuff that hopefully you know, you take it and you're like, oh, you know, he made some good points and maybe they could improve the game in these ways. I think a lot of people have said this stuff. I tried to credit them throughout. A lot of people have said these things. It's not just me sitting here complaining about this. I've seen what has happened to a game I loved. And here's where I'm really coming from with this game. Some of these will be more just me complaining and being upset. And I probably will do a Heroes of the Storm episode. Um, But I have seen a game get run into the ground. That was great. That I loved. I loved Heroes of the Storm. I did. It was a great game. And I'll do an episode on it, I'm sure. Because I got all kinds of complaints for that game. But I loved that game. It was enjoyable. And I don't want that to happen to other people with this game. Um, There are people that are truly loving this game, truly enjoying it, having a great time. 
and really, really putting in the hours and enjoying this game. I don't want what happened to Heroes of the Storm for it to become a miserable experience for most of the player base. Most. There's still a lot of people that play it. And for it to lose all of the people that loved it. That's what I don't want to happen. I don't want to see this game die because people lose enjoyment for it because there's so many frustrating, cash-grabby things. All right? So that's it. That's it for this episode. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to it on audio, I'm going to try to be getting it up on audio in places. Um, Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the new show. I'm excited about it. This is the first thing that I'm super passionate about that I have been in a while as far as doing YouTube stuff, making videos, all that stuff like that. I'm really excited for this show. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging and it's going to be enjoyable for me. And I'm looking forward to making more episodes. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching. And I will catch you in the next episode of The Curmudgeon Cast. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Lazy Lounge for the first episode of our official podcast. Uh, this is your host, Nathan, and joining me is Justin, and we have a lot to talk about today, specifically Overwatch and some Apex, I believe we're going to go over. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We're going to go over Apex, some Overwatch stuff. We got a bit of some music information we want to talk about, and then uh, some other like minor little hobby stuff I want to talk about. Oh, all right. But... Uh... Yeah, it's gonna be it's a it's a, it's a big day today. Ready, so ready. <laughs> kick it off. Um, first off, they already know who I am. I did a bit of introducing myself in the previous episode, the pilot, that four minute one I I uploaded. Yep. So, Justin, if you want to tell us a bit about yourself, you know why you want to do the podcast, what interests you, those like a give us like a two minute breakdown. Oh, man, two minutes. Sorry, right, that's a lot. Uh Okay, so uh, the podcast is just a means of basically expressing myself through everything that I like, everything that I enjoy, and being able to share it with people, whether it be advice, uh, whether it be video games, because everyone loves video games, I don't care who you are, they're fun, Um, whether it be, you know, about parenting, because hey, I'm a parent, I'm a dad of three, so I get it, Uh, so pretty much it's just a means of uh, reaching out to people and letting them know they're not really alone here, you know, give them a place to kind of hang their hat and chill out and hopefully enjoy the conversation and see where it goes from there i mean that's kind of the whole reason i wanted to start it um but yeah so i don't think that was quite two minutes (laughs) (laughs) almost there that's good um Uh, almost yeah no no i'm been wanting to do this for a while actually specifically with you we've talked about it uh in the past so it's really cool to finally be yeah definitely like last summer you brought it up to me and i was i was super on board with it but then like stuff happened i went across the country all that stuff happened so we couldn't do it so i'm happy to be able to do it now and yeah it's gonna be a lot of i'd fun. rather you go live your life a little bit you know what i mean <laughs> we, we can we can always record over some stuff whenever we need to 
Yeah, for for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. So there, you know, you uh, you all know Justin a bit more. Um, we're, you obviously know who I. We're am. cousins, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, we are. We are family. Yep, that's um, how we roll. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Keep it in the family. <laughs> oh my word. Uh, yeah, um, definitely not a, a father. I'm. I have no kids. <sighs> But uh, so, so you're, you'll be spearheading that topic more than I will. Oh, that that topic will come up with a little, a little few. You know, we'll have a quite a few episodes before we have to worry about any of that. But uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the brunt end of that for you, no problem. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into some of our headline topics. So our first one, which I wanted to talk about, was overwatch you uh you played that recently at all uh, i actually haven't played it recently i did just re-download it though because cross plays live so that was pretty cool however i haven't loaded into it yet so that's that's one of the the points i wanted to talk about was i heard that um i say i've heard i've experienced it i've used it uh basically with the new overwatch cross platform anyone on a controller loses their aim assist ability um it kind of breaks it on console if you, you heard so that at all? You mean they don't have any aim assist when you go into crossplay? Yeah, essentially, when you're when you're playing with PC players, they disable aim assist for everybody. I I did not hear that. I have a I I don't have a few feelings about that because I kind of see where they're coming from, but I also see the huge disadvantage that console players are going to take just for wanting to play with some friends on PC. Yeah, see, that was my point, is the disadvantage of, of console players on a PC platform without aim assist is so huge. PC players traditionally will dominate in scenes like that. So I figured they could find another way of doing something like that, but they just kind of, you know, threw in no aim assist for anybody, which I, don't know, I feel like that was the wrong way to go about doing something like that. Well, And it's weird, too, because Overwatch is a game that you don't have to be um, proficient in reflexes there's a lot of different heroes you can play that like winston uh reinhardt a lot of your tanks you don't need to have that mechanical skill to aim to be effective so to take away your aim assist that pretty much picks off you're not going to be you having a mccree as a console player you're not going to be having a Widowmaker as a console player you know you're taking a lot of those heroes and you're really singling them out to pc players because a pc player on a Widowmaker is going to outplay or out aim i should say not outplay but out aim a console player especially without aim assist even with aim assist oh, oh absolutely absolutely you know so and even genji look at genji genji's almost unplayable even on uh, on pc so i can only imagine what it's like on a console right now yeah i bet i bet it's not not fun to play any traditionally like aim orientated character right now on on a console if you don't have aim assist i don't i don't see how it could be feasible i could see how you could play like a Ryan Hart or possibly a Roadhog who gets up close and personal and doesn't require on a significant amount of aiming to 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 like do all of their their damage but like Widowmaker, Genji, any of those characters would be I feel I mean, impossible to play. Even Ana, you know, you're going to look at playing Ana as a support and you're not going to be able to because it's just you're going to miss your sleep darts, you're going to miss your heals even though her heals are set up so that it has a wider uh, area of effect on your teammates than it does on the enemy, but still, you're really taking away a lot of good support heroes by doing this. I mean, you can still keep up with Lucio and get pretty much what he needs to do. Mercy, you're still good with, but Ana, with as good as her kit is, 
and even Baptiste, with as good as his kit is, you're really taking a cut on those on those console players by not letting them have that aim assist, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm completely with you in that regard. I, I definitely feel that same way about it. Um, Which is funny coming from us because I would definitely be the first one to complain. Uh, about, oh yeah, <laughs> you know about a, about aim assist in certain scenarios where it's like okay, it's a little overpowered, but at the same a time, little busted. so is a, a 144 hertz monitor with uh, unlimited control in your right hand. You know, yeah, 144 hertz and you know, a really good player is going to dominate the battlefield, even just on PCs when you know. We don't have a controller with input lag and not, you know, on a PC, I have fine movement of what I'm doing on a console and don't necessarily have that fine greater movement to aim. And so you take that away and it's, it's, it's a, you're already in a losing fight. You're going to lose even more. Exactly. That, and I guess that does come into play where you would, uh, where you would focus more on your tactical abilities more so than your aim. And I guess Overwatch is kind of a game where you should be focusing on your tactical abilities, but there are heroes that you need to be able to aim in order to use them effectively. You know, obviously Widowmaker is just the number one because her, her ultimate doesn't really give anything to the team. You know, you got infrared, you can see through mm-hmm. the walls, uh, but if you can't hit your shots, what good is that going to do? Yeah, it does no good. You do no good for the team and mm-hmm. you, you don't look at yourself. So. Exactly. McCree is all about that hit scan pistol, the revolver man. You know, I said pistol, revolver for sure. Um, but, and he has a lock on ultimate, which is really good, but you're not going to get to that ultimate in time to be effective, especially when most people at a higher level use that ultimate as a means of reloading their gun quickly. Yeah. That and the fact that it, it already to get, build up that ultimate fast enough and to keep it repetitive, you got to hit your shots in the first place to begin with. So it doesn't seem feasible. That's just my take on it. Um, that's the that's the one of the big things we want to talk about with Overwatch. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I think I think it's cool that I, they're figuring out a way to maybe uh, not let the aim assist be so much, but to completely take it away is really, really, really putting that console player base at a significant disadvantage. And I'd be surprised oh yeah. if console players even wanted to play anymore, knowing that. Yeah, I I know a lot of my my peers, my friends that played on console that don't play Overwatch right now because of the fact that aim assist is gone. It's they just said it's not fun anymore. You lose, you can't aim. It's hard to hit your shots unless you're playing a tank main. Then there's really no point, from what I've been told. So I believe it. Um, I believe it. I don't play on console, so I can't say with all certainty that that is. Nor do I. Uh, a fact because. I prefer PC. I actually sold all my consoles, so yes, I definitely do not play on console anymore. I'm definitely a PC player. Yeah, I love I love my PC a little more than I love. But you know what? It all comes down to the fact that we. I like the PC because I have a lot more control. For I don't not even just that, but I I find the selection of games on PC is far greater than that of console. And I'm I like to play my strategy games, my point and click, which you could never really do on a console. No, I mean. That's true. No, you're absolutely right. Actually, there is an, so many games out on PC, but a lot of early access, which we'll probably be able to talk about at some point in a different episode, But because I have a lot to say about early access games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll put that in the back, and maybe we can get to it uh, later on in this episode, depending on how fast you get through stuff. But do you have, have anything else really big to talk about with Overwatch, or... I know you said you haven't played it. Yeah, no, I, I haven't played it. I mean, I'm going to have to now that we're talking about it. Like, I want to play it. I just, the time 
coming up with the time, and there's obviously other games that I myself would rather be playing than Overwatch at this moment. Uh, but yeah. I will say I am excited to see Overwatch 2 come out. I'm really hoping... Did you see the news uh, news about I that? I did not. Oh, we're good now. We're good now. Okay. I have mine recording, so and I, I'll come through and edit this. Okay, yeah, mine's recording now. Um, yeah, so uh, other topics we wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, Apex Legends. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Speak How this about one. Apex Legends? Huh? I I recently installed that probably probably three weeks ago and started playing it again, and I'm still as bad as I was before I took that long break from video games. I don't. I'm convinced that no one's actually good at Apex. I'm convinced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, you have players that play that are good obviously but they're good at every game you know they're you have the shrouds in the world you have you know there's so many streamers that are so top notch but they're top notch with all their fps games that they play not just apex you know they're they're sitting there they're putting hours into every battle royale game they can so everything's super uh transferable into each game you know they all share that basic concept with different guns maybe a few different recoil patterns um however i will say that they did just add a new legend seer and yeah. he he's pretty awesome he reminds me a little nos x a little bit you know um <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not in a bad way i just think it's funny um because kyle was saying that he, he's like he reminds me of someone and i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure that's a little nos x man like <laughs> that's literally who he looks like uh but he has he in my opinion is put into really counter bloodhound i'm pretty sure that you've played bloodhound yeah, Bloodhound was the first character I played when I started playing Apex Legends. Um, yeah, so I know Bloodhound, Bloodhound's ability, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, Bloodhound is a has always been a super viable option in ranked, in arenas, in any game mode you're pretty much playing in Apex. Uh, Bloodhound is almost a guaranteed spot. However, with Seer on the, on the uh, roster now, we have another tracker only... His tracking abilities are a little bit more up close and personal where Bloodhound is tracking you from afar and working their way up to kind of get to you. Seer is tracking you in the midst of battle. So when you're trying to run away and you're trying to pop that shield cell real quick, he's tracking you. He knows where you're going. Um, he, his ultimate, you know, puts out a dome. If you run in the dome, you're getting tracked. If you shoot in the dome, you're getting tracked. So yeah. it's almost like a big counter to Bloodhound. Mm-hmm. Um and it's actually making the game you kind of have to figure out how to play because it's a whole different play style when you're playing against a tracker that can literally track you wherever you go yeah so i had my first experience with that new character i didn't realize that it was like a brand new character um probably a week ago i joined just a random game with drew and i was like i want to play apex legends i haven't played he's like all right we'll go in and i experienced we were like i don't even know we weren't too far along in the game, and I experienced that bubble, and I didn't, I didn't know what was going on, so I just sat in a corner and waited. But well, I mean, you did the right thing. You <laughs> sat in the corner; it won't track you if you're not moving or if you're crouching. It, you're good. So you did the right thing, even though you didn't know what you were doing. It, yeah, I know I did. Drew was like, "Don't move, don't move," and then obviously he ran through the bubble and got us into a fight. But that's true. So. But I mean, I was, I was like, oh, new character, possibly bubble. Don't move. <laughs> and I'm already, I'm already bad at Apex Legends in the sense, that, like, I can't aim for crap. I can't hit my shots. I'm pretty bad. I mean, so. but Apex is a game where, yes, your reactions and stuff do matter, but a lot uh, comes down to where you position yourself. You know, 
And that final circle, depending on where that lands, that can really, you could be the best player. And if that plays to your disadvantage, it can lose you the game. And that's why I have a huge issue with uh, with Battle Royales being a eSport. You know, to me, yeah. it's too much based on RNG and luck and not enough on skill. And to me, you don't throw a baseball and hit a baseball on luck. You hit it on skill. You sit there and you practice the same swing hours and hours. You don't do that on Apex. On Apex, you drop, you get different guns, you use different guns, uh, you have different circles. It's it's just too random to be an eSport, in my opinion. Yeah, you definitely like um, the the thing I, I really try to get into CSGO professionally, or I say professionally. I tried to get into it competitively, and there was definitely a, a non-random, you-had-to-be-good skill tier that came with with a game like CSGO. With Apex Legends, however, I definitely know what you mean by the randomness because if, if I drop in the middle of a fight and the best gun I have is, is in, you know, some pistol I picked up off the ground, then my chances of fighting someone that has a Peacekeeper or something else like that is, like, so low. 100%. I mean, it, uh, I'm not going to win. Good, no, a good player is going to take out a P... If, he, if a good player's got a Peacekeeper and you got a P2020, he, the guy with a Peacekeeper should win that fight every time, if he's good. Um... That being said, I, I agree with Counter-Strike. The big thing with Counter-Strike is that, to a certain extent, it almost kind of involves luck too, except that all the recoil patterns are set. They're always Yeah, you the can same. memorize a, reco- a recoil pattern in CSGO and fire that weapon fully automatic anytime. Yep, yep. And, you know, it, that's a game that comes down to playing it slow comes down to pre-aiming to pre-firing there's a lot of different things you know you need to learn to use your utilities your tactical grenades you want to use your smokes to block off a corner so you can get through um you know it's really a basic game but at the same time it's really not you really have to use your wits more than you know your abilities which you have in overwatch you have in apex you have abilities which kind of give you a little bit more playroom to mess up where in counter-strike if you mess up you're done it's it's round over yeah round over you know you could you know that missing those shots not knowing that spray pattern in a 1v1 in csgo is can determine the match where i mean i say a 1v1 in overwatch comes down to who can pop off their ability faster um that would be like what i would compare that to and and even then i I would say that there should never be a 1v1 in overwatch yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's why I'm like very like I say one v one because if it's down to a one v one in Overwatch, then something seriously bad has happened on well, both sides. Yeah, well, if you're in the bronze lobbies like me, yeah, no, that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, you definitely get those one on one fights a lot. You know, you have a McCree and a McCree stunning each other, and then it takes the Reaper to come up from behind to kill you. You know, I always loved playing as as Reinhardt, and then. I, I, I got to a point where I was just like soaking up all the damage and swinging and I'd push forward and I'd be like, all right, team, let's go. And I turn around, my team would be dead. And so would the other team, like it'd be like one person leaving. And I, I'd be like, what happened? What just, you know what I mean? The, the yeah, fight the, just, just happened. How are you all dead already? Yeah. You just start swinging that hammer, man. You get bloodlust and you can't stop. I get it. That's why I don't play Reinhardt. I'm a I play Reinhardt. <laughs> I love Ryan when, uh, anytime I play, or I used to play Overwatch. You always Ryan and Zarya, and I just get bubbled. And my goal was to get into the middle of a fight and swing the hammer as fast and as often as I could. That was the goal. When I wasn't having my shield up, I was swinging the hammer. But see, that's a, and the thing that's really cool about Overwatch is there are strategies 
there are so many different compositions that you can do. And yes, we had the goat meta, you know. Oh, don't even really... get me started on the goat meta. Yeah, I hated I... goats. Oh, no, me too. But it ruled and it dominated for a reason. You know, it wasn't because it was bad. It worked. And that was the thing. However, in games like Apex, uh, yeah, you do have, you know, you have the Revtain, which is Revenant and Octane. Uh, that way you can drop down your death totem and then you can launch pad into danger and mm-hmm. you'll, you're pretty much safe. Uh, and it's pretty broken. However, with Seer now, it's kind of, I think Seer really just put a balance act on a lot of characters and he can counter a lot of people. Yeah, for you sure. Know, I just, I definitely think though, when it comes to esports, that it needs to be, it's team based, but it also needs to be more objective based, not kill based. Yeah, no, I you know, would, I would, agree. I would, I, I would even be okay with Rainbow Six Siege being a, I think it is an esport. Actually, I, I, I'm, I, I can't say for certainty. I, Rainbow Six Siege has the, the, the game centric to be an esport. Definitely, when I played I, Rainbow I Six like, Siege, I definitely felt like that was a could like an esports title. I agree, and I, and I think. I mean, I imagine TSM has their own team for it. I watch Bolo all the time, so I imagine that they do have um, an esports team for that. But it's to me that game's really hard to follow. There's so much going on constantly. You know, if you turn your head for one second, you just miss three people die, and you don't know how it happened. Yeah, you know, you're back into a corner with your whole team dead, wondering what happened. Yeah, uh, I've been in too many of those situations where you all have died and me for lack of better we're being out of position or not being in the fight is in a corner wondering where you all went yeah no we definitely we definitely died a lot in siege yeah. but it's a fun game you know no, i have a lot of fun in siege i love uh i like playing you know a few rounds strategically and then you'll i'll get the occasional bloodless let's run in gun this yeah and, no, uh, like, that's I always like that's always comical it. It, it does tend to be comical, especially when you get some good teammates, too. You know, you have a two-stack or a three-stack, and then you get two more funny funny guys on the <laughs> on your team, and it really makes for an, a very fun time. Yeah. I no, can't I can't say the same for Overwatch. I don't think I've ever... I think most of the teammates I've had on Overwatch were super toxic. Yeah, I definitely play Overwatch if I'm going to, like, talk in chat with people with my friends. Else, it, I don't even bother, because you're right, it is, it is a super toxic environment. It's like but CSGO it's a, in a lot of regard when it comes to its toxicity. Yeah. But even, I don't know, man, even Counter-Strike is very, it's toxic, but it's like, I've played enough, I feel like I've played enough uh, competitive Counter-Strike that I haven't really encountered that many toxic players. You know, when you look at the ratio of games played to toxic players encountered, I don't think it's that high. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually pretty good. I think you're more apt to bump into hackers on cs than you are into assholes for lack of better terminology on that one no yeah I, yeah i would definitely agree with you there i'm not saying they don't exist because they definitely do in every gaming community uh for sure but i haven't really had that luck with counter-strike i've had pretty good luck with i've met a lot of cool people playing counter-strike so you know halo on the other hand you know, you got you got a little bit of little bit of toxicity there. But anyway, before we go off topic here, <laughs> not that we haven't already. Um, oh, the joys of 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 talking. <laughs> oh, I could. Yeah, no, you're right. No, but no. So back to Apex for a second before we switch on to the next thing. Yeah, no, Apex is. Uh, 
it's still kind of broken. They they need to fix some stuff in it for sure. Um, but they're doing good, you know, for what Respawn put out, for what they didn't have to work with, and for what they've come to, they're doing pretty good. Everyone is at the point now in the gaming community where all they do is complain. Complain. Yeah. Complain. Nothing yeah. can make them happy, you know. Crossplay was just a huge thing. Everyone couldn't wait for crossplay. We were all so excited. And then it comes, and now what is it? Oh, we're getting put in lobbies with PC player hackers. Oh, mm-hmm. aim assist is too strong. Oh, this. You know, when did it have to become about being better than the next guy and not just about playing with your friends? Yeah. You know, no, I, I would love to see a change where it, we went back to. I say, like, the modern war for the COD 4 days where it was, you know, you called, and I wouldn't say you'd call friends over this time, but, you know, you, you got a couple of friends, you got online, you played, you had a lot of fun, you know, and then you moved on to the next gamer, so to speak. You know, it wasn't so competitive and it wasn't so cutthroat. No, and, and part of me wonders if that was just the naiveness of yeah, being young. Yeah, good point. You know, if, because I do feel like there was some animosity between me and my friends whenever we'd play Halo. And would kill each other. Halo, you know, there, there was definitely brutal. a little bit of animosity there um, because we wanted to be better than each other. But we never took it to the point of starting fights over it. We never – we were over it after it was done. You know, sometimes we just had to accept that somebody was better than us. And yeah, it, that was that was the beauty of it was like I could accept that someone was better, better than me and it was – you know, when I booted up Halo and we got into the Slayer match, it was it was good fun. And when someone was better than me, it was like, holy crap, that person's really good at the game. It wasn't, man, I can't believe that person's better than me. They must be doing something like hacking to be better than me. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And that's really, you know, I, I catch myself saying it, you know, when I die suspiciously, always hacking. You know, I'm not going to, we're kind of, I think we're all guilty of it. Oh, um, yeah. But I think the difference is, is when you know a game, and you know that a player has played this game for a long time, they're going to know the the go-to spots to hide. They're going to know the corners to check. They're going to know the most you know, laid-out areas to go to or the hut drops to go to. So to expect them not to pre-fire a corner, if you run into a house, and for them to, to expect them not to pre-fire the corner as soon as they go in that house is a little asinine to think they're not going to do that because of course they are. They know you went in that house. They know you're still in that house. They just don't know where. So they're going to cover their own butt by pre-fire. And that's not hacking. No, it it makes sense. You know, that just comes with game knowledge and game sense. And unfortunately, a lot of these players that are putting in the hours daily to become, uh, you know, esports professionals, they will always be better than the casual gamers like us you know we don't have the time to put into that to be able to memorize a map so well that we know where they're going to be where the you know where the choke points on the maps are and stuff like that that's all knowledge that almost goes further than pure mechanical skill yeah no that is out out of out of the game and i say out of the game but like studying the map level you know, not just playing the game anymore. You're now studying it. You're now learning where to be rather than just playing it for fun. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, but yeah. all right. Okay. So there we go on some Apex and some uh, Overwatch rant. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. No, Apex. Uh, yeah, Apex does grab my gears though sometimes because, like I said, I'm really bad at Apex. Me too. Uh, <laughs> so one of the other interesting you know, things I wanted to talk to you about is is what you wanted to see in the upcoming GTA 6 that's dropping, like, Q3 of 2022. 
Okay, so, funny you should ask, because anyone that knows me knows that Justin is not a GTA player. Exactly, that's uh, why I figured you'd so, have an interesting take on it. So, I've seen a lot of stuff on GTA Five, and obviously we have a lot of modders who do stuff, and I think it's really cool that Rockstar really doesn't care too much that people are modding their games. I think it's actually a good thing for the community to be able to have that. Um, I think GTA Six needs to have a new map. I think I don't think that you need to put Liberty Cities and Vice City and uh, what was it? the other one? I don't even know the oh, name of it. Oh, my! Oh, Vice City, Liberty City. Oh, and then uh, San Andreas. Yeah, I don't think you need to put all three of those on the same map and then make a new a GTA Six. No, 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 no. Give us somewhere new to go. Give mm-hmm. us somewhere new. Give us some new characters. Give us development. Give us long term development. If you because I think Rockstar has already made it out that they don't want to keep doing this you know gta is kind of running its course here it's kind of getting stale a lot Mm -hmm. of people are kind of jumping off the gta wagon right now although i have seen a lot of people playing it uh on stream and stuff lately um but people are kind of falling off i think they need to give us something new they need to give us something that's not about um even though it is the name of the game but they need to give us better missions they don't we don't need these hitman missions you know why can't mm-hmm. you give us a gta almost like gta online where you choose a path you yep. have like eight, 10 to 15 different paths you can choose from and then from those 15 paths there's a different branch that gives you sub paths and you follow these and you try to you know work to almost uh build a, a capital maybe build like build a capital you know um a, you take over the city but not by guns and violence you okay take it so- over so you want a very – I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I'm sorry. I just, no, you're fine. You you want a, a very a branching story-based sort of not RPG-esque but kind of RPG-esque-like game with GTA elements to it, right? Is that yes. Kind of, yeah. Yes. I would that, I would, I would agree with that. That would be awesome to have a game that had that many branching stories where like your choices genuinely matter and you had it like – a huge yeah. impact in the game long term. Imagine, imagine in GTA 6, you're going down the street. Now in GTA 4, GTA 5, it doesn't matter. You'd go down the street, you have a rocket launcher because you're putting in a cheat code. We all do it. And <laughs> then, and so you shoot a pedestrian, right? And you're like, oh, that's funny. Ha ha. But what happens if shooting that pedestrian now makes it so you lose a job and now everyone is too scared to talk to you so you don't get to pick up new missions then yeah so kind of like a notoriety system that'd be interesting so it almost if you added fable how fable used to be with the with the good and the bad exactly yes fable was the best man fable was the best so if you add in those those aspects of into gta i think it'd be a lot cooler because then you're not mindlessly gunning people down for no reason just because you can with an uzi now you're looking to say oh hey we can we can save this person or we can do this and i'm not saying that we don't need to be able to shoot people because that's kind of the fun of gta is shooting people right mm-hmm. um i, I, I say mm-hmm, sh- like like <laughs> yeah like yeah that's great fun like no that's not a bit but like <laughs> shooting people in gta is like one of the mechanics of the game it's you exactly it's like how you progress so things give us a give us a better reason to shoot them than because this mission asks you to do it give me you know what happens if you you get in the car with a hooker and for some god known reason she bites your dick off now you now you now you're gonna shoot her right that'd be that'd be intense 
That'd be yeah. That'd be intense. But, but yeah, be you're intense. right. I mean, you already you already. I'm not saying people already for anyone that, for anyone but. listening. I'm not saying to shoot a hooker, or for that matter, <laughs> we, I'm not saying we, to buy a hooker. We don't condone either one of those. In Grand Theft no. Auto, different story. It, yes, and <laughs> video games and reality are not the same thing. So you, you're, we're going to go down the path one of these times, talking about like how people think violence is related to video games, and, and like video games train next mass shooter. That is another whole other like episode worth of content there that I'm going to write down because oh, I can talk yeah. for hours on that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be excited for that. That'll be like, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll get heated during that one. I'll, I will. I'd get heated because that I just. Anyways, that's another 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 time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you were talking about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, no, um, I think Grand Theft Auto, much like Assassin's Creed, it just needs to either redo its system or just be done. Yeah. I hate to say that, um, but Assassin's Creed, I love the the Assassin's Creed games I've played, I've loved. However, I'm sure if I started playing on Assassin's Creed 1 and ended here on uh, Valhalla, it would all be the same repetitive stuff with a different timeline and i'm just not about that i want i want if you're gonna do one to two or three or four games in a series there needs to be continual development there the whole time not just some of the time i I definitely i definitely saw a like a beyond significant improvement from gta 4 to gta 5 just in the story and what you could do in the graphics, but I feel that the core formula didn't really change. You know, it, it was still like GTA. It was, I still knew what I was playing. It wasn't like a new. It didn't feel super innovative. Right. Does that makes sense. Be- yeah, and that's because much like uh, everything else that we're gonna go over here, or in general, there's only so many universal themes that you can cover, and only so many ways you can do it. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, so. Now that gets into the fact that, okay, but we've done this GTA theme five times, more times than five, actually, because there was ones on the PlayStation Portable. There was ones, you know, that were, I don't know if they were canon, knockoff, what what they were, um, but I'm pretty sure there's more than five GTAs. Pretty sure. Uh, Could be wrong. Again, if you're I'm including not... the ports, then yeah, because there's like the port for the PSP, Liberty City Stories, you had yeah. uh, Chinatown. Um, you had some other ones, so yeah, I, there's so, definitely more than five. Yeah, so you're again. I am completely ignorant when it comes to GTA, but I do remember playing San Andreas, and I do remember it being a fairly good game. I remember enjoying a lot about it, but for some reason, when I loaded into GTA Five, I just couldn't get behind it. It just felt the same to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas when I play, um, you know, Dark Cloud, which is an old RPG game for PlayStation Two. And then I played Dark Cloud 2, and then I played Dark Cloud 3. It was almost all they improved each time, and the story kind of got better. They added new mechanics into the game, you know, and that was cool to me because now you're taking the game I love and you're just making it better. You're not making it the same with different characters. You're adding in stuff that makes the gameplay totally different. Yeah, you know, so um, I have no idea what game that is. <laughs> No, that's all right. That was a game that me and uh, me and my brother played a lot of growing oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We put we put in that was our first grind game. You know, next I, to like Jack. I can't. We, I can't do grind games. I can't like 
you know me like when you wanted me to play destiny with you constantly and i borderlands just, border i can i barely i barely got through borderlands 3 that's because i had you and kyle playing with me constantly and all we were doing story yeah i mean i couldn't it, i couldn't do the grindness after that's why i stopped playing well no and to be fair like what what is there to grind for you know and that's where i get the competition in gaming that you're grinding for things because other people are grinding for it or because you want to be better than other people so it gives you that grind but at the same time there's not really a reward for spending 150 days on a game there's just not you know there's no reward for it so that's why i found myself not playing destiny anymore um not not wanting to play Anthem anymore, not really putting in the time into Borderlands anymore because you've, you've at put the end a of, lot less time in the Borderlands since, uh, as of late, I've noticed. Like I don't, I don't think I've seen you touch it in, in weeks. No, I would almost say I I did buy Borderlands one and I put in a, an hour into that. Um, but I've been really enjoying, you know, just I I don't even know what I've been playing. I've I really am trying to think of the last game I played, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was actually Apex. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But that's just because I can have fun. I don't have to grind out anything. It's just, it is what it is. You know, the guns are, I don't have to grind out to make my guns better. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think, yeah. I think gaming is in a weird, in a weird spot right now. It's in a very weird spot right now, especially with like just gaming culture and and just you know we don't have anything really new coming out and a lot of that as of like this year has to do with the pandemic and covid and all that but it the uh just you're not seeing new interesting innovative ips coming out anymore as in the last probably four or five years would you say we haven't gotten a super innovative thing the one thing i was looking forward to that was going to be super exciting innovative was cyberpunk and we all know how that turned out that was a colossal you know shit show and it was awful yep and you know i remember because me and you used to talk about it, i was so excited to buy that game i was beyond hyped i wanted to get it i had to wait a, i was gonna have to wait an extra week to get it until my best friend bought it for me and then i put 20 hours into it and couldn't even compel myself to finish it because it was so bad and like just like bugs and stuff in there wasn't that i wanted wasn't promised so you know and that leads into another section of gaming that we're finding is is live service like let's give them a minimum viable product now and finish it later which in my opinion isn't how you should do games i I feel like if you're going to do a game you do it right the first time you know yes i i do agree with that but i also do see where live service fits in um especially in the sense that i think that no matter how good you are as a developer or as a gaming uh, tester, I think there's still always going to be that level of uncertainty. And I think you're always going to overlook some stuff, especially where it's your baby, you know, it's your game. You're going to overlook a few things. So to be able to have that live service available for when stuff does come up, I think is a huge thing. And it's actually something that we should be thankful for. However, I feel like gaming companies have taken a lot of advantage of it, yes, and that's, that's why what, what that's why gamers are so resentful over live service. It's one thing to have live services. I'm going to give you a game, but I want to improve on that game and possibly add more to that game or fix whatever I forgot to do down the road. It's another thing to hide behind. It's a live service game, so I have to do the bare minimum. 
You know what I mean? Exactly. 100%. And, and that's what you were seeing in, like, in, in communities is where you'll have – or the gaming communities. You'll have, like, a skeleton crew working on a game for, I don't know, however long it takes them to do it. And then that same skeleton crew is going to work to finish what they promised you originally – which puts them behind them, the extra stuff they want to do, and it, it ends up being this cycle that I personally don't think is sustainable. You know, I, and it, it not only hurts the company, it hurts the gamers too, who get all upset and, and frustrated with them because, you know, they're, I'm not getting the game that I wanted. Uh, yeah, and we've seen it time and time again with a lot of games. Uh, you know, you were saying Cyberpunk, but uh, Anthem was a huge flaw. Anthem was drop. beyond. It no, it was undermanaged it was underdeveloped yep. it, it was a blatant lie to everybody that game yep. was a dumpster fire and then let's take a look at uh oh man i'm forgetting the name of it now what game yeah what's it do? I'm, I've, <laughs> yeah i know I'm, I'm sitting here trying to remember um oh man so because we're trying, I'm trying to think of oh, No Man's Sky. Look at No Man's Sky. Now, here's No Man's Sky made a comeback. Yes, but this is where I'm going to say yes, exactly. So hold that. Okay. No Man's Sky dropped, and it was the shittiest game that ever dropped. No one was happy with 100%. it. Everyone hated it. Everyone hated it. But the gaming community was okay with it because. The company took it upon themselves to say, hey, look, guys, we fucked up. We are going to take care of this. And when we get done taking care of it, it's going to be exactly what we promised. Now, that being said, I don't know if it is exactly what they promised. I've never really played it too much. But I do know that every person I talk to about it will tell you it is a much, much better game than it ever was before, today. Yeah, I've played it. I, I played it when it first dropped for probably two hours, and then um, it was less than that because I refunded it. And it was it was this huge thing. Maybe I didn't refund it. Actually, I don't remember. I think I might have just stopped playing it. Anyways, I only played it for two hours and then stopped, and then I came back to it. I don't know what you said, probably four months ago, because I was trying to get Kyle into it. And it was a whole different game. Whole different game. They had a new, you know, building, driving, freighters, everything they promised in the trailer. Mostly everything there is, is in the game now. And they've added a ton more, like VR support, the genuine multiplayer's in the game. And they just keep adding to it, which I give them credit. I will give them credit for that. But I also, like, don't forget the shittiness they pulled in the beginning. Right. But don't you wouldn't you think that us as gamers gave them that power? Uh yeah, I definitely I definitely who yeah. who who is the ones that pre ordered these games? Oh, I, I'm a culprit of that right now. I, I, right, that was probably but, one of the biggest games why I don't pre order them anymore. But it but that's what I'm saying is that we as gamers, when we pre order, we're giving them the power to not deliver the product they want to give us or the product that we want. But at the same time, we need to stop as gamers or as people that just enjoy playing video games, we need to stop coming into a game with the expectation of what we want. We need to go into it with the expectation of what the developer wanted the game to be. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You know, we, we set ourselves up, I feel, a lot for failure because we see a game preview. We have high expectations for it instead of having just expectations for it. Just have an expectation that the developer knew what they were doing and that the developer is – this is how they wanted it. Not how you wanted it because how you want it really doesn't matter because you're not the one creating the game. 
Yeah, I would, I would, I would wholeheartedly agree to that. That is, you know, I'm guilty of that. I would think you're guilty of that. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely go into a game thinking, man, if I had done this, I would have done it differently. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm definitely not gonna sit here and say that I've never said that. Um, but I do. I will say I can't even say I do, but I will say now when I go into a game, you don't. And I'm not saying you have to enjoy the game. But you do have to take into consideration that the developer built this game this way for a reason. You know, they didn't do it because you called them up and you said, hey, this is how I want the game. No, they did it because in their mind, that's how they wanted the game. It's their game. That's how they wanted it. So as long as you can go into it with the expectation of not having an expectation for yourself as to what the game should be. Go into it with an open mind of, okay, like the gun shoots this way. That's that's weird, but it's kind of neat. It's a different way of shooting of the gun, you know, of the M4 having a recoil pattern mm-hmm. instead of the same old, um, what we expect from an M4 is almost zero recoil, very easy to control, manageable. But what, like, would we be mad at somebody if they misrepresented an M4? Absolutely we would. Why? Why does it matter? It's a fiction. It's not, it's not fact it's fiction these games are to immerse ourselves in and we get so hung up on real world oddities and stupidity things that are sitting inside of these games mm-hmm. that it really ruins the fun for everyone you know no i i completely i completely agree to that you are a hundred percent right you know a lot of a lot of the problems in the gaming community stem from from consumers themselves I, I'm, I'm not saying it's like our fault that a game comes out crappy or that a game comes out broken but i mean this the the movement from developers making games because they want to make it to let's appease the community is definitely i would say our fault yes i would i can't even you can't argue that it's 100 percent our fault we we have the platform to be babies and we use it very well mm-hmm you know, trial by Facebook, uh, trial by Instagram. Uh, let's put this company on blast. And I'm not saying that some companies shouldn't be put on blast. Some companies, if they promise you a product, Cyberpunk being one of them, they promise you, you know, Cyberpunk promised you, CDA Project Reg promised you this product. They promised you what it was going to be. They didn't, you didn't make up your mind of how that game was going to be. They told you how that game was going to be and they fucked it up. Yeah, that's uh, on them. Yeah, you are absolutely right, and I, I stick it to them now to this day. You know when they talk about we're gonna fix the game, it's gonna be better. I'm like, then then you need to show it. I'm not listening to you anymore. Yeah, you know? no, then and, and I'm all about that. You know, uh, don't tell me, just do it, mm-hmm. and or or start doing it, and then tell me after you're halfway done. Show me some. Show me that you want your community to stick with you because it's really hard to not want cd project to succeed they you know they had the witcher they had the witcher series which is an incredible game series and even cyberpunk showed a lot of promise it and really from my under- and from my understanding i didn't play it uh but from my understanding it wasn't really even the bugs didn't make it unplayable for everybody you know some people still beat the game i'm sure actually quite a few people still beat the game um and just had minor glitches but that's all stuff in a single player game that you don't really want to have to deal with. You know, when you're trying to immerse yourself in this, because that's what it was. It was immersing yourself in Night City, right? Mm-hmm. And, so and you, you couldn't even do that just because of the way I, the game was built. Exactly. Exactly. 
And we we really uh really got sidetracked there, didn't we? <laughs> oh, that that's all right. That'll happen while I have a feeling. Oh, uh, so we are running out of time. We probably got probably another four or five minutes left on on the show. Is there any last minute things you wanted to discuss? Oh man, because um, I, I know uh, we have a ton of other points in that we could talk about, but um, we actually aren't gonna have time to get to all of them. No, we're definitely not. We uh. Took up quite a bit of time there. I didn't a lot more than I thought we were going to. Yeah. Um. No, I just I really think that the gaming there needs to be something done. There needs to be a, a set standard, and not just for AAA titles either. Now I can't even say that if you're going to charge more than twenty bucks for your video game, there needs to be a set standard on what that video game includes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a bare minimum standard that, yeah. No, you're right, 100%. You know, um, we'll go into early access for for uh, a minute. If you're going to sell your game as being one of the most promising games, <clears throat> I'm looking at you, Dead Matter, and then you deliver us a game that is so bad that I would rather not back you than back you. You know, when you have people backing your company and you go out to release your key and when they get the key we expect not to see perfection because we know it's early access but we expect to see some promise we expect to see like you've worked you're actually working towards it and you're not and, and when you're not it really makes it hard to want to stand behind these studios because i'm sure that there are one two three man studios out there that are making fantastic games but they don't have the backing for it because stupid small studios that scam people yeah really have put a bad much name in for them 100 percent um i just bought this game uh bright memory i believe is the name of it and it's a, it's a doom style shooter mm-hmm. um probably like doom and bullet store mixed together two really kind of fun games i didn't really play them too much but overall this game's fun um and it's a one-man team it was just one dude that made it and i bought it for five bucks and I beat it in like half an hour. But you know what? I beat it three times because it was a lot of fun. And I'm probably going to beat it again because it's a lot of fun. And it's one man and everything is beautiful. It's a well done game for one man. You know, and it wasn't, and it is technically early access. It's an early access game. But what they're doing is you buy the Bright Memory and then you get Bright Memory Infinite, which is the the new the complete game you get that for free yeah that's just that is that is great that is a that is what i would consider a developer that genuinely like cares about their game and wants to make a game for them you know a hundred percent and you know if he drops or she i'm not really sure uh male or female but if the developer drops another game under that title um under their um production company i'll buy it they've sold me with this one enough that i will i will buy it and i won't feel i won't even think twice about it Mm mm-hmm but you know when you you've ruined so much trust in your communities and it's really hard to get anything back i mean look at warzone look at blizzard look at activision they are the titans of of this um what's the word um, game industry yes but also i'm thinking more along of my microtransactions oh which oh, dominating are, like the monetized market yeah, in gaming yeah and yeah, and they, I would say they are the bane of our existence. We hate them. 
We hate that they charge so much for our skin or for this, but you know what? Who buys them? We do. Exactly. The people that are bitching are the same people that are buying. And, you know, can you blame Activision? How can you blame a company for selling something and you buying it? It's not They're not forcing you to buy it. But I will say that that's something that gaming needs to see leave is fear of missing out. Yeah, the fear uh, of missing I, out is ruining a lot of games for I, a lot I think, of people. I think the fear of missing out is is a is a big driver for for a lot of mistakes to happen. You know, is is like well, oh, well, if I buy if I don't buy this, I may be missing out. I think I think the fear of missing out is definitely pushing the game community in a direction that I don't think we should go down. I, I agree. I mean, look at um, look at Destiny. When I was playing Destiny two all the time. Uh, I was putting in 10 hours a day on that game, and it was solely because with the way the seasons worked, if you didn't get a gun in a season, you weren't going to see it again. So it's like you were really grinding because you wanted that gun. You didn't want to miss out on that gun. You didn't want to miss out on this. And, you know, it really does ruin. I can see where people get addicted to that. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think fear of missing out needs to stop. I would I would do anything, anything to just have a game, a first person shooter, competitive, that had a battle pass system, but literally it had a thousand levels, and that's it. A thousand. You come up with a thousand levels, and you don't, and you can either buy it or it's all free. I would prefer it all be free, but a thousand things. And you can just work your way from there. No live service, just a thousand levels. There mm-hmm. you go. No no option to buy it. No option to buy tokens to buy it. Just give us, you know, it doesn't even have to be a thousand levels, but I feel like that would get you a lot of hours in a game to unlock everything. Yeah. I think that would be, I think that'd be a good idea. I, I agree. I definitely think that'd be, that'd be a great idea, actually. I can't say I just agree. I feel like that would be great. You know, have a thousand levels, have at it, go at your own pace. Once you reach a level of thousand, you can say you did it, and that's it. You know, you and that's everything. the thing going, going at your own pace. That's exactly it. Yes, it's so many people stress about video games. You know, they stress about not doing this or doing too much of that, and it's it's like that's not what these are for. You know, I I pick up a video game so I can play with my boys or so that I can kind of relax and forget about everything going on. You know, we have we have lives, we have busy lives, and so when we get a second to kind of lose ourselves we want to lose ourselves i don't want to spend it getting mad at a a developer for something they did or getting mad at a video game or wondering if my bank account can afford the 20 dollar transaction so i can get this awesome new skin i don't want to spend my time doing that now to look back at it no you don't have to buy it you know you don't have to so we can't blame the gaming companies for putting it out there or for selling it when we as consumers are buying it the only time you're going to see that change is when we as consumers say we've had enough because one person is not going to hurt activision two people is not going to hurt activision however fifty thousand people that's going to hurt activision yeah that that would hurt them a lot yeah there's power in numbers and unfortunately we would rather bitch as to each other or bitch about each other than to rise together and really try and make the gaming community something that we could be proud of for all intents and purposes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear you. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I hate to. I just we are we have we have run out of time in our in our episode for the day. He he's lying. We have at least five more seconds left. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep us to a consistent schedule because you know. But I think that's a good place to end end our discussions for today. Okay, I would I would agree. I think it was it was good. It was a good conversation. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Lazy Lounge. We're quite yes. lazy today. We definitely had some opinions we wanted to get out into the field, but it, it, it was fun. And uh, I, I'd like to thank you for coming and listening to us. And hopefully, the next episode we'll get down to some nitty gritty. Uh, I don't really know what, but hopefully, something good. I think I think the next episode we're going to center it around music. I think that's right, well, going to be the next episode. Gonna go with music. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. Uh, th- thank you, everyone, for listening, Lazy Lounge. I-, I hope you have a good night. Enjoy. Did you stop? If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Robots Radio presents Previously on Mystery Down Under I'm Deanne Ma and for the last nine months we have been preparing Echo Cave for its grand opening Get this weird feeling that it's alive Tingle on your skin Is Brianna with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she kind of latched onto you, Dickie Also, since you're first in line make sure you're checking for traps <laughs> I'm not going to give you special treatment but you are front of the, yeah. the pack Now, one of the ways this cave was discovered was through the tale of Highwayman Goldie McMahon It's a bandit cave Yeah That makes it like twice as cool Do you think that we're going to find any gold? Maybe You said you found gems, didn't you? Yeah, but uh, we're not allowed to touch them But what if what You're if scaring what if Drop Bear's got her. in? No, it's okay. It's okay. To see an opal form here in Echo Cave, truly something that we will be puzzling about for however many years. And now. And so Brianna clasps your hand. You can tell she's a bit nervous. Her hands are a bit... Palms are sweaty. Sweaty. Knees weak. No. Deanne's spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) And you start to kind of squeeze through. And the torches, you realise why they're somewhat auxiliary because... You can't really point them at anything. There's nothing s- to... You, it's just caves. Yeah, yeah, there's just caves and it's just a pathway through. And all you can really see is just the person... You can vaguely make out the person in front of you. Right, yeah. And that's it. So, Dickie, you see Brianna, her ponytail kind of bob up and down, the red ribbon in her hair loosening as she kind of scrapes and slides... You boys are probably feeling it, you know. The We're a bit bigger, yeah. So Eric's pretty lanky, but, you know, that means there's more corners to catch and snare and swipe and scratch. So you kind of, it's slow going and, you know, you're kind of just 
all holding on. I think you probably are the only one holding hands, unless, I don't know, oh, yeah, you a, boys, are you boys no, holding hands? No. Shame. Shame. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, through awkward or not, it's like Brianna has to have her hand, like, awkwardly yes, behind, yeah. almost, like, linked, like, through it, the fingers. It, it's more inconvenient for her to hold your hand. Yes. But she's not letting go because yeah. she's kind of scared of the dark. And so the sound of footsteps and heavy breathing begin to subside. Step, step, squeeze, squeeze. And you find yourself kind of just tuning in to the cave. Did you hear that? What? Huh? What did you hear? So, what do you... I didn't say anything. You said, did you hear that? And so I said, I didn't hear anything. And then you said, oh. you didn't hear anything. No. Sorry. Sorry, Dickie. Maybe it's... I don't know. I didn't... I didn't say anything. Oh, Maybe okay. someone else said that. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps you going. Start, start kind of squeezing through. It's been s- slow going. It's been almost like... It's been almost like a minute of just everyone just kind of quietly, like there's a bit of tension, no one's speaking. Yeah, but no one's grunting. Yeah, no one's talking because they're using all that energy to just navigate, navigate, and you know, not not trip under your own feet. Yeah, Huey. Yeah, what? Huey? I didn't say anything. Did you? Did you hear that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, What? Who said that? Is is someone on the talk? Huey? No. I don't know, maybe. Brianna kind of starts to grip your hand. She's getting nervous. Oh, is there much more of this, Deanne? This goes on for ages. You don't seem to hear Deanne. All you can kind of hear is the muffled sounds of your own footsteps as you squeeze through. Is Brianna still still moving? Yeah, she's yeah. still moving. Is there enough room to turn a head around? Or is it like... Is it that narrow? It's that narrow. Yeah. Yeah. The only way is forward. Yeah. You begin to hear kind of low rumble, moan. And then clap! It's like a flash of light. Ah. You don't know where it came from. Torches drop to the floor, and you kind of keep shaking it the out of your that? ears. Could we? I don't know. Could we it's see anything flash. in that in that in that flash of light? No, it's no. blinding. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna drop my torch. Hang on. Did uh, did did Bree drop her uh, torch? I don't think we need torches, mate. I think mm. we just push on. Yeah, everyone's just kind of a very discombobulated, and you you've got this ring in your ears, and you kind of Dicky, you feel kind of Jono and Eric kind of bumping up. Yeah. Behind you, come on, push on, come on, he'll still try and grab for that torch if, if Brianna dropped it. Yeah, yeah, you do find a torch on the ground, yep. so you pick that up. You'll pick that one up and have it fall. Yep. Let's keep going, guys. Push, come on, push, come, come on. on. Don't want to cause a panic. Get push, push here. And you kind of feel a prickling sensation. You push through, you push through the ringing, the prickling, the tingling, the bloody hell. <sighs> into the passageway as it opens up to a chamber and you can see <sighs> you can breathe again everyone's kind of patting themselves you know they're, they're kind of bringing each other around it's a small it's a smaller little antechamber um, that features kind of uh, uh, a big stalactite protruding through the earth and, and Deanne is kind of gathering people to stand around it mice run up tights fall down yes 
Yes. <laughs> That's how I remember it. But you can't see Brianna. Brianna, so I And you realise that at some point in that moment you just completely lost her. Maybe when I went to go grab the torch. But it's down. like flash. And that, that sensation that ran all over your body, it's you couldn't quite feel, so you just only now realise that yeah, you weren't feeling her holding your hand anymore. Where where's Brianna? Brianna? Wait, what? How did you... Is Brianna here? Uh, Eric's going to look behind him. Are there the, the people who are following us? Because I presume we were at the front. Mm. Are they there? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's kind of... People are still coming through. Okay. Miss, um, Miss she Ma. came through first. Yeah. Miss Ma? Yes? Is, is Brianna with you? Uh, no, she was part of part of the, the group. Um, hang on. Let's just wait until everyone kind of gets in. She's probably just hiding behind someone. Is everyone through? If you could gather around this stalagmite here. Um, and so people kind of begin to finish coming through. The last person, ugh, kind of probably a bit bit bigger than intended for, for the pathway, who just <laughs> had to valiantly this whole time mm. squeeze their way through gritted teeth, cursing the fact that, you know... Wait till they get the Americans over here. Yeah. <laughs> just cursing, Sorry! Cursing the... Um, <laughs> Uh, the the recommendation <laughs> from their spouse. Uh, I'll go on. Go come go to a it. bloody cave. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> I think John is also looking around for for Brianna after that. Yeah, after that yeah. panic as well. So yeah. I'm trying to see if I can. Yeah, see her Eric around. is likewise. Like, yeah, just like it's it's now tight. You know, this room could probably uh, this antechamber of the cave could probably really only hold like thirty. You know, at a time, and that's obviously you're standing around this stalactite, so it's kind of like a little, a little clump. Miss mm-hmm. um, Ma, so, um, so Brianna was in front of me, and she was, she, she was, she was holding, holding my hand. And then when we got to this section, she wasn't here anymore. But she I, didn't, she didn't just kind of race ahead of you. Not that I, I don't think so. Can't see her anywhere. Where else is she going to go? Three. Uh, uh, if everyone could just, uh, uh, just please um, don't move for a second. We just need to do a quick head count. Um, she kind of, you know, gets one of her her other helpers. Um, you know, they've got their torches out and they kind of slowly, with the sense of, all right, let's not lose our heads about this. Right, yeah, yeah. You were all walking through a thing. Yeah. And then, you know, she was leading. Yeah. So it's probably just the sense of, She's in here somewhere. Yeah, we've just you been disoriented. Just, yes, yeah, you yeah. just lost sight. Kind of counting. Uh, did anyone... No, there's, there's no way to turn back. Uh, you, she kind of motions to the, you know, the portly man. Uh, you were the last person to, to come through, Yes. Yeah, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, I reckon there's took, no one behind Yeah, it took me, took me a fair while to get, get through. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. It's uh, just no one was behind you, were they? No, no, I would have I known. <laughs> uh, I went, you know, went behind so that I could take my time. Okay. She had my hand up until when we got to this spot here. Okay. Um, everyone, just please stay where you are. It is, appears that we have someone missing from the tour. Um, That's crazy. Where did they go? Okay. Uh, I think what we need to do is um, 
file back out uh, and head to the entrance of the cave and make sure that we count everyone along the tour. And and you're sure, just motioning to Dickie, you're sure that she came through? She, had, no, she, she didn't, didn't stay behind in the other she chamber? She didn't go back. She's definitely in here. She's here, here in the cave. Uh, is there somewhere further she could have gone? This is all that is open to the public. Uh, we need. I think we need the general public out now. Okay, um, everyone, please. We need to uh, exit back through the chamber. Um, okay. I would advise that everyone, um, uh, please grab onto the person in front of you. Um, Deanne's kind of getting a bit yeah flustered, yeah. but also she has duty of care yep. here for everyone else in the cave. And she knows that, you know, uh, the sooner that people start to panic. Mm. Um, It'll get real ugly real quick. Yes, or just people start doing stupid things. Yeah. No, but like she, she exploring didn't sections of the cave that are off limits. She or didn't go behind me. She's here in the cave. I know, Dickie. I know. I know They're going to look for her, Dickie. We, yeah, we need to we don't, make some room maybe for Maybe you them, got right? confused. Maybe maybe she didn't come through no, with I you. No, I didn't get confused. Dickie, if we okay. leave now, then she's here all alone. She's here in the cave. We They're need to not find leaving. Her. We're yes. leaving. They're going to no, search. Okay? We just need to get the whole group, the whole tour back together. Then we'll do another head, head count and then we'll, we'll see what happens from here. Okay. okay, so you kind of make your way back through the tight passageway, yeah. squeezing. The breathing becomes heavier as now you feel like people are beginning to panic. Okay. You come back out into the chamber with the old biddies, the star-crossed lovers. Deanne kind of quickly gathers everyone. Head counts. No, Brienne. Okay. Uh, I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, What we will need to do is to um, cancel this tour and me and some of the uh, cavers... Uh, are going to see if there there wasn't any kind of um, cracks or smaller crawl spaces uh, that Brianna that um, that Brianna could have gotten to. Um, so if you all please just follow me, please remain orderly, and you kind of walk through dazzling chambers. We're, we're so we're, we were right behind her. We swear. We're sorry, Miss Ma. I was I was the last one that that saw her. I could help you you all. I I I could try and find her as well. I'm very good at searching in places. I do a lot of exploring all the time, uh, and I was the last one with her. So maybe if she did get into a small space or somewhere, then I could I could fit in there and grab her out. Um, Dicky. Um, thank you, thank you so much for the offer, but uh, I don't want. You getting lost either? Um, there, there. I don't believe there were, but maybe I, I was wrong. There might be some some little passageways, possibly that that someone small like Brianna could have gotten through. But it's best that that we explore it first. If you'll just please come through, um, Dicky. Hmm, Dicky. But also, this is going to be a planned action. So I will say this to the group that you are able to chuck in adversity tokens mm-hmm. uh, for Dickie. Hello. I'm going to say it's not grit. 
trying to think what a, like a uh, almost a perception role brains, would be. I would say it's brains. brains. It's that's, interpreting that's, what you see. Yeah, that's more book smart. I mean, more just spotting things. I think it'd still be. I, I would still wager it's brains out of all of them. Yeah, still um, using your well, your knowledge and your. As faculties. this is kids on bikes, if you could make a good argument for a different stat, I'll let you yeah. use it. I think it requires focus. From, yes. from him to be able to, yeah. to do it. So if and he's to interpret what you've people, seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think also, like, if the system doesn't have the stat for it, mm. feel free to just narrative it. Yeah, yeah. Just run it, because then the game is like, you don't need to perceive stuff. Things will be either evident to you or not. Yes. I think it's good to roll for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, depending on, on what you might not need to roll. Yeah. But um, basically what you're trying to do is you're just you're just you peeling your peepers, right? You're trying to spot out. You're getting worked up too. Yeah. And you know that Brianna was there in front of the, you. The more you he know. walks out, the more he's like, I need to solve this before I leave. Exactly. Like, just leave it be behind. Yeah. yeah. All that you could see in that crawl space was her, you know, her her directly in front. Exactly. You know, the back of her her little kind of sundress. Her blonde hair tied up in that we ribbon. We were wiggling single file and she was in front of me. Exactly, yeah. So y- nothing is going to convince you no. that you didn't see no. her. No, she's in the cave. Yeah, so you want to you wanna find her as quick as can be. So you're trying to just spot anything as you kind of walk back out past the quartz, mm. um, past the stalactites, the stalactites, the crystal clear mirror. Yeah, so Dickie... Darting his head left to yeah. right, up to down, frantically searching, eyes wide. Um, I'm going to say that that is a 13. Well, Dickie got a 19, so oh, bring it on! Oh my gosh! Fantastic! Um, Dickie's peepers are peeping! So as you kind of walk back out through the level, um, nearing the big chamber, the staircase, you pass the, the lake, and you only notice it because of the strange nature that it is almost like a mirror because nothing is moving in the cave. Nothing has moved in there for probably millions of years. And it, it is a perfect reflection of what is above it. And you see in the lake a red ribbon. A red ribbon? Yes. Do I recognise what the red ribbon is? It is it from anything that I recognise? Or at the moment does it just it look like a, a red yeah. ribbon? It was in Brianna's hair. So he like he he as he's searching he sees it and then keeps searching around and then he kind of like stops, like looks back. Is is the lake in a drop off or is it reachable from where we are? You, That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, you would need to probably scale down. So you might you would need someone to like either hold you down so that you could kind of reach over, or it would be a pretty sharp drop drop off. Do you point out the? Ribbon. Dickie's just going to go for it. <laughs> oh my Dickie, god! Dickie sees it, and he just ha- like it's not even something that he thinks about. He just sees the ribbon. He knows it's from Bianna's hair. He tries to scamper down straight away to go for it. His intention. I'll, I'll follow. Gonna, I'm protective. I'm going to yeah, follow. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be probably a flight to try and yep. be quick enough that no one's going to just grab this kid from like. Jumping off the railing, yeah. essentially. It's, it's literally he's beelining for it without a second thought. Uh, can I can I brawn to hold him back? Uh, roll off. And can I have my plus three protective? For? Protecting him from killing himself. Yes. Is that in snap decisions? It's my... It's uh, I believe it's any roll I make to protect another to person. To protect another. Prote- protect yeah. another person I get plus three on. 
What's Nothing. your brawn? What dice are you using? Uh, D10. Okay. You got a D20? I got a D12. <laughs> With a plus one. For fly. I thought you were 20 for fly. That's no, I, I, before oh, we started the game, them? I Sorry. swapped my brains as my D20. I'm, I'm fly. That's quite high. Eight. Six. What the hell are you doing, Dickie? No, look down there. The ribbon. Her ribbon's down there. That's 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 her. That's Bree's ribbon. Let me go. No, let me. Hold on. I'm gonna go down instead. <laughs> I hadn't seen the ribbon. Hold now on. I've seen let it. Let me do the stupid thing. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Have you met Jono? Yes. Uh, Eric's gonna step in and. Uh, Hold uh, Hold on hold. I'll go well, well no He's like Yeah that makes sense uh, You've already saved one kid before mm. Go yeah. save another uh, And he's going to hold Dicky well, So that I'm gonna, Jono can try I want to fight off against him as well <laughs> The new fight He's going to eat- uh, So as you are, You kind of What are you doing You're palming Dicky off to Eric Yeah or? Well, I, well I try and climb down yeah. See if she's in the water Yeah So you You begin to kind of climb down And Eric You kind of wrestle against Dicky, if you want to roll off. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So what do I need uh, for that? Is that uh, a fight? Yeah, that's a fight. Yeah, because yeah. you're the one struggling. Yeah, it's just going to be like bold fists <laughs> trying. You, you guys handle that. I'm doing the saving. Yes. Yeah, please. I don't want to do this. I just want to hold the child from killing himself. Explosion! Oh, no! <laughs> Beat a 17, motherfucker. You're oh, fighting. Fight. Yep. Wow. All right. What are you using? Uh, what do I use? Brawn. Because you're holding him back. <laughs> do I take damage from this? Um, no. The objective is not to hurt you. No, you're to trying to restrain. Okay. If, if if you fail, Dicky would just it's gonna bite fuck you. off. It's gonna bite you. <laughs> no, it's twelve. Yeah. Okay. So not disastrous. Um, you kind of you go to, you kind of realize what. Sorry, four. My brain, I, th- I added the numbers together, not rolled one. <laughs> not rolled the die. I rolled yeah. eight. My dice of eight plus the four that I rolled. Not, right. It's not 12, it's a four. Uh, it's a four? <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Okay. And I, what did <laughs> I say? I rolled a 17. Yeah. So that's 13 difference. Mm. Yeah. You got that, a rack. That's why I'm asking if it's a fight, is he just going to push me into like a cave wall and I crack my head or something? Like what happens? Yeah. So you kind of, you only realize what Jono was kind, is doing and was doing uh, in terms of giving Dicky, pushing Dicky towards you, um, so in that kind of uh, uh, panic, you kind of just like you c- kind of quickly like go to try and you know grab grab Dicky from behind, but he's flailing, he's failing, he's flailing. He brings a knee up to your nads. I was gonna, I was gonna say it'd be an elbow to the nads. It's like he's flailing his oh, yeah, arms around yeah. and his elbow just catches height, you. Height difference. You're, yeah. you're, Dickie's like, let me off, let me off. We're gonna find Brianna and just a, oh, a elbow pure, to the balls. A pure connection. Oh, you're kind of out for the count for like a, about a minute at least. Uh, just kind it's of like close to twenty minutes. Ooh. If it's right square, that it'll drop him. Yeah. It's, it's close to 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, so you drop you to the... You ain't running anywhere for a while. You no. drop to the floor like a sack of shit. Just, just writhing in pain. And I'm a scrambler. Trying to breathe through it. And, and Jono, you've already begun to scramble mm-hmm. over the ledge. Yeah. And you kind of lower yourself closer and closer to the... to the Your, your tippy toes are just touching, touching the water. Yeah. And as they do, a whole ripple distorts the lake 
It's much bigger than a, a, your feet connecting with the water should have done. But it's just like the whole view of the lake is changing and shifting and you can't quite make out what is in there anymore. And as you look back, you see that the, the ribbon wasn't there. Or it is there, but it, when you disturbed it, it went all together. You kind of... Like... And, and I, have I lowered myself into the water? You are beginning to, and it's and kind it, of... If you... if You you can either just kind of, like, have your shins in the water... I can stand or you up. Have to, or you have to, like, drop off. No, it's just mean, like, the the, yeah. the leverage that you well, get... Well, I want to get my head under the water so I can see if she's underneath the water. So you want to let go? I want to get into the water, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of release yourself. Yeah. Dickie... I think at this point... Are you scrambling over too? Well, because what happened was as soon as as soon as Dickie elbows uh, Eric in the balls, he like... He scrambles to peep his head over the edge and it's at that moment that Dickie realises his fear of heights. Oh no. Because when he was... When he just saw it, his impulse was just to jump off and he only now realises that he has a crippling fear of it. (laughs) So now that he's had a few seconds to kind of compute it, he can't bring himself to... But So he just goes... Miss Ma, Miss yeah. Ma, and, and as you say, and you, as you see, kind of, it's like bailing out from a diving board almost. Uh, as 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 Jono kind of lowers himself in, and it gets to the point where his arms are at full stretch, and you see this person have to drop in. <gasps> the worst fear that you can think, plunging yourself into the depths, and Jono, you kind of pin drop in, holding your breath. The water is strange it feels like it doesn't feel quite right against your skin Mm. nothing has moved in it in a very very long time and as you swim you kind of keep being obstructed by stalagmites you kind of keep bumping into searching around with my hand trying to find this ribbon trying to see if I can see anything in the dim light under the surface of the water and it's and it's like the water is made out of ink it's so weird. You can't, you you look up and you can't see the surface of oh, the water fuck. anymore. Okay. <laughs> because it's 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 like something altogether different. It's it's like dropping into a crystal clear lake and suddenly being suspended in ink. It's black and purple and all these different kind of colors that you almost can't quite comprehend as you're kind of swimming, but it could just be that you, you can't see, mm. you know, your eyes in this water. And you're kind of swimming, swimming. You see a red, a red thing that you kind of yes, reach out. Yes, yes, And something slithers away in your uh, hand. Uh, up what? your arm. Uh, and across your shoulders. Uh, back into your other arm. And it's something that's writhing. What are you doing? Are you, like, just repulsed by hold, it? Or you grab it. You trying, trying to grab it? Trying to grab it, hold, pull it off, hold it in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you grab it, you squeeze it, and then you're starting to ru- yeah, you're starting to run out of it. Oh, yeah. Where's so the surface? St- yeah. You just you just start swimming. Like you just pick a direction. Yeah. And you go and you just go and then suddenly <laughs> you're back above the water 
what's in my hand. <laughs> Did you find it? First, you're gonna you're just gonna try and crawl. Oh, someone will have to reach in and grab you actually because there's no. It's a steep <laughs> drop like, off. Yeah. Well, he's already he's, yelled Miss Ma, so yeah. everyone kind of is yeah. Everyone, everyone's kind of come over. I'm trying to hold this yeah. thing, whatever it is, yeah. above my head while maybe, I tread maybe water. Tim reaches down. <laughs> yeah, you look back, but as it's so weird now that your head is above the water, it's it looks, back to clear again. Looks normal, you can see yeah. your legs underneath you. Right. You can see everything. And there's no stalactites. Oh. It's empty. But you just you don't focus on that. You keep swimming to the side. Someone uh, is, is offering a hand over the ledge. Yeah. They grab you. They haul you up. They kind of smack you on the back oh. in case you've breathed in any water. <sighs> what were you doing? <laughs> Her ribbon. I saw a ribbon in, from her hair in the you water. You didn't see the ribbon. I saw the ribbon. You pointed it. I saw it. I went after it. Can you I... open up. There's nothing in there. Oh, fuck. I knew that. Why didn't you grab the ribbon? You were meant I to try it. I tried. It's so dark down burn. there. What we need to do is evacuate the cave. No, she's gone into the water. There was Her ribbon was right there. And that's why it. we'll have our team going through the water. It's just we need to do this... In a methodical manner, we need to make sure that we're not missing anything. Well, you did miss it. If you, if I didn't, if I was the one that saw it, you would have missed it completely. This is why I should be here. I'm sorry, Dickie. You cannot stay here. And she's going to start to kind of usher everyone off up to the exit of the cave. She is a superwoman. Yeah. Yeah. She is incredibly patient for her daughter is missing, and she's getting a lip from a ten-year-old about it. Yeah. How to find her, and she's like. I understand that. She's also a scientist. Yeah. Well. And also, like, if you, if you do... Character. She's clinging onto the form of it. Yeah. If you do caves, like, or if you do caves... Do you no do panicking caves? is if the you, worst. Exactly. Yeah. You cannot. The minute you panic, you start to lose oxygen. Yeah. You start to believe that forward is the only goal. Um, and sometimes there's been many instances of people exploring caves who have just died because they kept thinking that they were... Ex- getting somewhere new when in reality they were just driving themselves into a smaller, smaller mm, place. Yeah. She's panicking. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, it's under there. But if... She refuses to cape. <sighs> I'm going to grab Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... Haul him up by his shirt. <laughs> Don't make jokes. <laughs> I think we've done enough, mate. They're going to yeah. look for her, okay? Yeah. You, you could, could do more. No, look, she's, she, she's getting really upset, Dickie. Come on. Okay. I was the one that was meant to look, look after her. Look, we can we can help by clearing out, okay, and and just making space for them to look properly, okay. We're all just getting in the way, okay. They know what they're doing. Come on. He doesn't respond. He just kind of mumbles under his breath and just kind of ignores you. I'm worried too. Likes why I went in the water, but we've done everything we can. Come on. It's fine if you don't care. Just say so. And he just walks off. I wouldn't have jumped into the water. Ah, oh, fucking kids. Mm. Jono. <laughs> <laughs> Mate! <laughs> mate! What a voice to Oh, <laughs> uh, so true, though. Oh, mate, you right? What's happened? I want to punch Dickie in his dick. <laughs> oh, fuck, too right, mate. Let me help you up. Thanks, mate. Uh, if you just, <laughs> Let if me you check just, it. If you just hop, free uh, him up a little, that can help. Mm-hmm. I, uh... uh yep. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. I've got to tell you, man, when I went under the water, it was like, I don't know, man. It was like like ink. It was different colours. It was like being in a lake of nothing. Okay, we need to move people immediately. Please, single file, holding on to the person in front of you. 
up the staircase. Um, Joanne will make sure that you are counted as you exit the cave. I would like everyone to just please not move off. Um, stay at the outside of the cave. We might need to just keep track of everyone. She's kind of starting to lose her composure. Mm-hmm. With his head down, he just kind of like grabs the, the a bunch of the shirt of the person in front of him. Mm-hmm. Just to like, yeah, okay. And then just tr- trundles forward, single file. He's, he's gone silent. Are there any marks on me? Anything I bumped up against? Not that you can see immediately, but also, you know, you're still fully dressed. Yeah, and it's dark and whatever, yeah. Okay. Mm. Eric leans on uh, Jono. Yeah. (laughs) I pat quite the elbow. (laughs) I've been kicked. You don't need to. I've been kicked in the balls. Elbowed in the balls. By a small town. Yeah. um, It took me out for about a day. I nearly passed out. Keep yeah. mind, I rolled a seventeen. Yeah, it's it's yeah. painful. Anyway, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's he's leaning on his friends to be like, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you kind of get to the to the mouth of the cave and exit out, breathing in the, it's still humid, but it's not musty air. The the the, the cool change has has happened now that the sun is completely down. As you entered the cave, there was still the the red embers of of twilight but now it is completely dark and there's kind of, you know, everyone on the outside who were initially excited and and expecting to see grinning faces coming out of the cave. They see instead people who are scared and confused, gripping tightly to each other. And that's when the whole town knows that something's gone terribly wrong. Roll to Cast, Mystery Down Under is a Baby Beard Media production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Discord. And all our podcasts are on Spreaker, Spotify, YouTube and all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash babybeard. Kids on Bikes and all associated properties are trademark of Renegade Game Studios. Used with permission. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them, because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're going to be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there is some makeup artist that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! Bye. Download episodes of previous shows. 
Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.